This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Friday, March 11th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Today, there is a high of 60 degrees, like you mentioned, Preston, Preston but uh, enjoy the day uh, before we have a dramatic change this weekend. So snow, slippery roads, and wind gusts up to 50 miles per hour are expected on Saturday. An Arctic cold front will be approaching from the northwest, bringing a surge of cold air. So pre- pre- precipitation will begin as rain Saturday. Saturday morning, and uh, some areas could see a good soaking with totals up to one inch, they're saying. Kath, I saw Adam Joseph uh, yesterday was saying that the snow is probably a direct result of there's this guy in Harleysville who bled his snowblower dry (laughs) of gasoline (laughs) the other day. Yes, it was the extra gasoline. It was the fumes that I sent up into the atmosphere from burning off my uh, snowblower. You do what you have to do, but they're not seeing accumulation. No, no, no. Preston, you're going to be be fine. fine. You're not even going to. You wouldn't even pull it out to use it for this. Yeah. Yeah, whip uh, it out. So they're saying it's, it's just the dramatic change and that, you know, it's like 60 degrees today and then we're we're, we're going to have 50 mile per hour winds tomorrow and Oof. like temperatures in the 20s. Like, yeah. So. From today. Yeah. We've, we've had a number of those days uh, in the past drops. few months. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I, I get it. After the show today, I'm getting out. I have to. Uh, get yes. out of Dodge? No, no, no. I got to get outside. Be outside. outside. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I got to get out. <laughs> I got to get out of here. I got to go. As colder air comes in, the rain will transition to wet snow. The heart of the storm is during the morning and tapers off quickly into the mid-afternoon. So in addition to changing precipitation and falling temperatures, winds will be picking up, gusting 40 to 50 miles per hour. Temperatures will start off in the 40s early Saturday before falling to near freezing uh, late in the afternoon in Philadelphia. Some of the northwest suburbs will already be in the 20s. This will lead to a quick freeze-up, especially in areas that receive snowfall. So they're saying with all of the rain and then the quick freeze, that's where we're going to see the slippery roads. So there is a coating of snow that's possible near the city. Up to one inch of snow is forecasted for Northwest Chester, Central Bucks, and Central Montgomery counties. The three-inch line will be along the ridges of Northern Berks, Lehigh, and Northampton counties. The heaviest snowfall, uh, which is where I'm going to be this weekend, in the Poconos is six inches. Oh, Pop- man. Yeah. A winter storm warning goes into effect uh, for Carbon and Monroe counties Saturday morning into Saturday evening. A winter storm watch goes into effect for Lehigh, Berks, and Northampton counties Saturday morning into mm. Saturday evening. Uh, and then you're looking at wind gusts 12 to 25 miles per hour, so still a little bit up there on Sunday, but not as bad as Saturday. Saturday, which, like we said, we're looking at uh, 40 to 50 miles per hour. So you said um, tomorrow evening, tomorrow, what's that going to be like? Tomorrow evening? Yeah. Yeah, it's going, it depends on where you are. Okay. You know, like Steve, you'll probably just see it in the morning tomorrow. Right. Yeah, and it's not going to be much. It, it'll just kind of be messy on the roads. Uh, but with the winds on Sunday, uh, it's only, it's going to feel like it's about 20 degrees. All right. uh, you can expect brisk and a chilly day, uh, but partly sunny skies on Sunday. A New Jersey man is facing charges in a deadly crash that killed Lower Marion School high school principal and injured his son last fall in Camden County. The Camden County Prosecutor's Office on Thursday charged 54-year-old Azuka Zai with vehicular homicide and a fourth-degree count of assault by auto in the November 13th crash that killed 51-year-old Sean Hughes. Hughes and his son were on their way to a soccer game in Winslow Township when investigators believe Azai sped through a stop sign at the intersection of Fleming Pike and Hayes Road and slammed into Ford's uh, Hughes, uh, sorry, slammed into Hughes Ford SUV. Hughes suffered serious injuries and died later 
later that morning, prosecutors said his son was a pass uh, was a passenger in the car, and he sustained mm-hmm. non life threatening injuries. Authorities arrested Asai on Thursday, nearly four months after the deadly crash. He was uh, processed and released pending court. Prosecutors said Reading is a powerhouse when it comes to Wordle, according to one analysis. Word Tips, a website geared towards puzzle lovers, found that Berks County City has the second based average score in the United States. Wow, <laughs> Reading, yeah. Only St. Paul, Minnesota. I used to go there to get tube socks. Has bettered Redding's average score of 3.56 guesses. Redding ranks in front of Berkeley, California and Ann Arbor, Michigan, which each uh, have highly regarded public universities, the analysis found. Despite Redding's performance, (laughs) Pennsylvania is not a top contender for the best performing state. Pennsylvania's average score is 3.91 guesses. uh, It's only slightly lower than the national average, which is 3.92. Pennsylvania is bested by its neighboring New York, Maryland and Delaware with average scores of 3.84, 3.86, and 3.70, respectively, but comes in above New Jersey, which had an average score of 3.97. Are they keeping? So are they doing a percentage sample? Are they keeping that equal? Or are they just because some are more populated than others, and I assume they would have a better question. shot at I don't know. I don't know if better. it's like a per capita yeah. thing yeah, or yeah, not. Yeah. I don't know if they've done the again. on that. The best performing state is North Dakota, which averaged 3.65 guesses. The worst performing state is Nebraska and Alaska, which averaged 4.22. The world uh, Worldwide, the United States ranks 18th. Sweden is the best, best with an average score of 3.72. Mm. Uh, the global average is 3.92. Wordle was created by web developer Josh Wardle. He created a prototype of the game, which is named after himself in 2000. 2013. During the pandemic, he revisited the game with his partner, Palik Shah. He published the game online in November. The game only had 90 players at the end yeah. of the month when he published it, yeah. but by the end of 2021, it had more than 2, two million users. <laughs> the New York Times purchased the game in January of 22 <laughs> as a way to further boost its daily online puzzles. It is part of a strategy aimed at gaining 10 million subscribers by 2025. In sports this morning... <laughs> Summer calling the Sixers loss last night an outright embarrassment. After Booze filled the arena when uh, Jimmy Butler entered the... No, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. <laughs> ben Simmons entered the Sixers, uh, fell to the Brooklyn what Nets, one twenty nine to one twenty. Kevin Durant posted twenty five points, fourteen rebounds, and seven assists. Seth Curry added twenty four points, and Kyrie Irving added twenty two. Joel Embiid scored a game high twenty seven points on five for seventeen shooting. James Harden managed only eleven and missed fourteen of his seventeen field goal attempts. Simmons mm. was not active for last night's game, citing back soreness, but sat on Brooklyn's bench. His first appearance. At the Wells Fargo Center since last June. Next up for the Sixers is a game against the Magic in Orlando on Sunday. Tip-off is scheduled for 6 p.m. The Major League Baseball lockout is finally over after more than three months of bad feelings and two weeks of marathon negotiations in Florida and New York. Major League Baseball and the Players Union agreed to a new collective bargaining agreement on Thursday afternoon. The two sides agreed to continue working on the establishment of an international draft and bridge their final economic gaps on their way to the deal. Players can start heading to camp Friday Many players are already working out on their own near their uh, spring training camp, so they could arrive quickly. Sunday will be the official report date 
but getting players in quickly from Latin America countries could be a bit difficult. Teams will have the month of spring training MLB required to begin the regular season on uh, April 7th. The Phillies are scheduled to be off that day. They play their home opener against Oakland on April 8th. This, uh, d- during the dispute, MLB postponed uh, the first week of games. Those games will be restored. There will be a 162-game season. The Phillies could conceivably play a makeup game in Washington on April 7th. And finally, the Flyers lost 6-3 to the Panthers in Florida last night. The team also suffered a loss in its lineup during the second period. Scott Lawton was forced to exit with a head injury and did not return. The Flyers uh, have yet to win on the road in the year of 2022. The The Flyers uh, hit the road again for a game against the Hurricane tomorrow at 3 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you so much, Kathy. Well, hello there and welcome to Friday. The weather is going to cooperate. We've covered that a couple times. I'll reiterate that many times because like Casey was stating. Right. You might need to get outside today. You should get outside today if you have that opportunity. So I'll remind you of that as we go through the course of the morning. 60 degrees and sunshine is going to be beautiful today. We have a few things in store for you on top of a great day. Um, comedian Joe DeRosa, he's a local guy. Yes, he is. He's going to be joining us. And uh, is he still on? Because I haven't watched Better Call Saul. Uh, um, well, Better Call Saul hasn't been on in a little bit. I'm trying to think well, if he was said, in the last season. There was a teaser for the sixth and final season. Right, right, yeah. I wasn't sure if Joe was still on there because he was, uh, he was yeah. an actor on that show, yes. right? Was it Better Call Saul or is it Breaking Bad? Or is it both? wasn't Breaking Bad. Okay. Because I uh, watched Breaking Bad. Right. And uh, um, I didn't see Joe on there. He is, yeah, because they just sort of pepper him in because okay. he's, what he is is he's a, he's a doctor, but really he's a... A reoccurring he, character. He's a veterinarian. Right. But who takes care of bullet wounds and yeah. things, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, last show. He's going to yeah. be on. He's going to yeah. be on later tonight. Well, last show. He's going to be performing a punchline uh, tonight and tomorrow. Um, also, we're going to have uh, Tim Tebow on. You know Tim Tebow, uh, former NFL player. He has got two new books out. One's a uh, kid's book. Another huh. one's for adults. And so we'll talk to him later on this morning. And excited about this. The Patty's Pop-Up Crew, which is at the Plymouth Meeting Mall, are stopping by this morning. They will be bringing us, among other things, milk milk steak with a side of jelly beans. (laughs) Nice. Bag of spaghetti. What? The great bag of spaghetti. Uh, The grilled Charlie, which is a grilled P, B, and C, and B, and C, S, which is (laughs) peanut butter, cheese, butter, and chocolate syrup. Oh, dear. Uh, they're bringing rum, ham, and a bunch of other things as well. Any cat food? Are they bringing the any cat food? No, no oh. cat food, no. But they will be bringing by some uh, dishes that yeah. you know from the show, from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and it's a limited time uh, that this pop-up will be around. So uh, it goes through March 19th, so they're stopping in this morning. We'll remind you of all that stuff, and we'll have some giveaways in conjunction with that, too. Hey, we have a new Daily Rush video that's up, and we'd love for you to watch it. It was so much fun. Chris Barron, lead singer of the Spin Doctors, came on the show. He was so funny. He's a good dude. It was such a yeah. good time. And uh, he was also surprised to be called out. We told, we told him about the, um, or asked his opinion on when Deadpool took a shot at uh, Spin Doctors. And uh, he talks about that and becoming a cat guy and all kinds of stuff. So uh, you can follow us on Instagram. We'll give you a first look, first look at the Daily Rush videos. Sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. And you can learn more at Xfinity. Dot com. So with all that, we have more things to get to. We'll take a break, come back with the entertainment report and stupid questions. So hang in there. It's right around the corner. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. 
Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's give something away. All right, I got a pair of tickets to see uh, the Young Dubliners, and they're playing March 16th at the Event Center at Rivers Casino. The question I have for you this morning is the Caldecott Medal. Is an award given in what field? Mm. 215263WMMR. It's a literary field, so I want you to be specific oh, about okay. this, okay? The Caldecott Medal is an award given in what field? What literary field, I should say? I used to know this. Right. I no longer know this. You you will as soon yeah, as yeah. you you'll All remember. Right. All right, 215263WMMR. Call if you know the answer. I'll go through some birthdays. Marissa handed me a couple here I didn't have on my list. Uh, Lisa Loeb has her birthday today. The great Lisa Loeb. Yep, the singer. Uh, she's 54 years old. Was it, it was like a Geico commercial or something yeah. not that yeah, long yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah, Where the guy who is crying while he's listening to her sing say, uh, Stay. Right, like, yeah. She's great. Uh, always dug her. And she, she has fun with herself, too. Yes. Uh, she's 54 today. Uh, Jimmy Ivine, co-founder of Interscope Rapper Records and co-founder of Beats Electronics. Yeah, the dude's mm. massive. Yeah, he's doing great. Uh, he is 69 <laughs> years old today. Uh, actress Thora Birch. Yeah, what happened to her? She was an American beauty. I thought I saw her name associated with something not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Nick's not here, so I don't have him to um, the availability pull stuff up quickly. Uh, but I remember seeing her on... I thought a streaming show, but I don't remember what yeah, it was. Yeah, I Steve. agree with you. You might be right. Well, you know, she, well, she just was in every movie. She was the young girl oh, for a while, and then yeah, American, uh, American Beauty. Beauty. Yeah, yeah. The Walking Dead. Um, she gonna be on she Walking Dead. Uh, what it says. Nine episodes. Oh, um, check it out. Yeah, no, I think was she? Um, who do you call his daughter? Uh, Alpha's daughter. I don't or know. Marissa pulled Mary. something. There's something called Wednesday, but I don't know what that is. Uh, that's, I, still, I, that's not on yet. Oh, she plays Negan's stylist, Preston. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh okay. I mean, he's already got a good amount of style. I, know, I don't yeah. know why you would need that, but all right. Oh, Wednesday Adams. Yeah, uh, it go. has to do with uh, with the, that character. I don't know who she's going to be playing. Is she playing an adult version of Wednesday Adams? Says she would be perfect. No, okay. I don't. Okay. I know. I know who this chick plays, and uh, so she ends up um, in in The Walking Dead. She's one of the uh, the, the the Alpha Beta, like the, they had yes. that whole True. crew of, of of people that right. were that would dress like zombies, zombies, right. yep. and walk around. The she walkers, was part of, yeah, part of that group. She was right. part of that group. So anyhow, she is uh, forty. It's a big birthday for her today. Sam Donaldson, the broadcast journalist, looks like a Vulcan. As yes, we said before I, very much so. Sam the Eagle from the Muppets is. That's got to be based on him, right? Uh, I think so. He's, I mean, he's they, a reporter type, is he not? It, yeah, and he's like r- real straight face. He's yeah. got the big eyebrows. His name's Sam. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he was modeled after Sam Donaldson, but I know what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. And this Nephilopagus was Dan Rather. <laughs> uh, Bobby, the great Bobby McFerrin has his birthday today. He is 72. Obviously, everyone knows Don't Worry, Be Happy because it was a huge hit for him. I, I did a, I was a deep dive. I was a big Bobby McFerrin fan. Yeah, I, I, I went a lot deeper than, than Don't Worry, Be Happy because he is a musical genius. He is. He has perfect pitch. He can, he can sing. Any note you ask him to, and he's just an amazing musician, uh, and and he just opened up the world of acapella, of solo acapella, and doing all these uh, things by himself in the studio. So he's um, amazing, and I believe he's from Philadelphia. Is he? I've always wanted to talk to him. One, two, three. 
it. Yeah, he says virgin. Good luck. Yeah. Outstanding. And in fact, when his uh, when his album with Don't Worry Be Happy came out, I before it was a hit, I was listening to it. And I'm like, this song sucks. This is lame. I listened to the rest of the album and loved it. And then the big hit ended up being Don't Worry Be Happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of agree. I, it was like, it was annoying. I think it was because they played the Oh, it got to beat to yeah, death. Yeah. Oh, most definitely, yeah. Uh, so the great Bobby McFerrin yeah, 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 is celebrating his 72nd birthday today. Uh, Rupert Murdoch, the media mogul, is 91 years old today. Uh, Johnny Knoxville, pretty much the same type yep. of person as Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> she fame the same way. Yeah. Uh, and this is called going into a dumpster. <laughs> uh, he is uh, Johnny Knoxville's 51 years old. Johnny Knoxville freely admits I saw an injury with him uh, on the GQ channel. Um, he had, uh, he really got beaten up during the last movie. No, yeah, he, um, this the last body, one? Yeah, the body can't. He can't do it anymore. Yeah, can't, I think he had, like, he had a re- he had a, like a brain bleed or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, he was knocked out cold by a, by a, a raging bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <sighs> and he, In this one? Yeah. yeah, the most recent. See, yeah. I can't, at 51 years old, how can you do all that stuff? You know what I mean? That's, yeah. No, well, now you're talking even more dangerous. Your resiliency has dropped dramatically. I don't care what kind of shape you're in. It's, you know, especially for the outlandish crap they do. Has he said anything about BAM publicly? Uh, a little little bit. I've actually taken a, a, a deep dive on, uh, you know, what's going on with BAM and, and uh, Brandon Novak and all these people at Steve-O. And uh, they, they all are really pulling for him. But Bam is not quite in a place to receive that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Johnny's 51. Uh, the Madden brothers of Good Charlotte have a birthday. So Joel and Benji are 43 years old, respectively. Preston, one of our, I, it's got to be one of your favorite memories of the camp out. They performed for us. Oh, man. It's the Adams Mark. Yeah. It was outside. outside. It was cold. They played a live show. Packed that parking lot. Oh. Oh, man, they were great. They were the nicest guys, too. And both of them uh, have high-profile wives in their lives, Cameron Diaz and uh, Nicole Richie. Nicole Richie. Yeah. So, you know, they're doing great, man. Uh, Mark Metcalf, who played Niedermeyer in Animal House. Uh-huh. You know, 76 today. You needed a good actor to oh, pull off Niedermeyer. Yes. It had to be just right. And... Uh, he is it. He does a fantastic job. Everything he does in that movie is just despicable. You just hate yeah, just him hate with him. all of your being. It's great. And he went on to play an evil character in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, too. Yeah, he was the master, The right? master, yes. Yeah, so he's 76 today. Uh, Joey Buttafuoco. Oh, Talk yes. about an evil guy. We throw the infamous in here as well. The the ultimate, the quintessential douchebag. Mm-hmm. Beyond, yeah. beyond douchebag. <laughs> yep, he's uh, 66 today. If you don't know Joey, if you're a little younger, go take a dive on YouTube and and search Joey Buttafuoco. It was a it was a national obsession for a while. Oh yeah, the Pride you know. of Long Island, Amy yep. Fisher and Joey Buttafuoco. And what's our favorite movie again? Oh, uh, Victims of Love. It was the one with the uh, one Alyssa Milano. Milano. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the best one. That's the best iteration <laughs> it's, of it's the story. So good. She played Amy Fisher. Oh that, yes, right? she yep. did. All right, he's 66. Uh, Terrence Howard, great <laughs> local fella. I actually um, met his daughter. I, I spent a, a little bit of time with her. Um, she was running at the time. I don't know if she's still there, but um, Orange Cryo in Conshohocken, yeah. the cryotherapy place. Yeah. Her, her His daughter was like the manager there, and she oh. was doing the cryo for me. Yeah. Okay. So, was, wow. Do we ever hash out? I mean, and you know, there have been all sorts of reports. and uh, Yeah, domestic abuse. Yeah. yeah. Has that anything ever been confirmed? I don't know. 
And then, uh, it's a, tr- I, it's I a troubled seen, history. I've I've not seen any really concrete yeah. info that. He did something, so I don't know. Does that I mean he did or didn't? I don't really. Know. I don't know. And by the way, the the uh, lighting place that I saw him in years ago. Remember, uh, I saw him at some lighting store. It closed. Yeah. I passed it yesterday. Oh. I was like, Oh my god, well, the I store saw... shut down. I'm never going to see you and Terrence will again. always have that. I saw him at the Panera right next door. You saw yeah. him at Panera, and, and I Casey saw him at the Guitar Center. The Guitar Center. <laughs> and then also, uh, he had uh, tried. He, he thought he had revolutionized the world math. of math. Yeah, oh, turns out he did. Turns out there already was a number three. Wait, what did he? He made some kind of statement that he was going to reveal this mind-blowing mathematical epiphany of sorts. And <laughs> was going to change math. And he did, if I recall, and everybody was like, dude, that's like two plus two is four. You know what I mean? No, like some, or, because he was saying something like... Like zero doesn't exist or, or some no, kind one of, times one is two. Yeah, or you something know? weird like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, he, he's... A- He's a little bit off. He is very quirky. And he mm-hmm. said he was actually leaving acting to pursue All right, getting this word <laughs> right, out. Here so go. here it is. All right. How <laughs> can it equal one is the question. All right. If if one times one equals one, that means that two is of no value because one times itself has no effect. One times one equals two because the square root of four is two. So what's the square root of two? All right. <laughs> we all did. Christ. Oh, right. Everybody's got their fight to Jesus. fight. Go yeah. for it, Terrence. All right, and the one last uh, birthday is uh, act- director Peter Berg, um, also a producer and actor. He brought us Friday Night Lights, Hancock, uh, The Kingdom, and others. Corky Romano. Battleship. He is, uh, I liked yeah. Battleship. Battleship is a fun. It's, yeah. it's based. It, uh, somehow, you know, as you're watching that movie, you're, you're saying to yourself, Preston, yep. how are they going to work in the game? And there's a sequence in the movie where they actually do. They use a grid. Right, yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. You know, because they, they had lost their uh, their GPS technology. Right. And they had to plan out this grid or something, and <laughs> there you go. There's your battleship. <laughs> they played battleship. Yep, so he's 58 today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the super question this morning. The Calvacott Medal is an award given in what literary field? 215-263-WMMR. And I will go to Liz for the answer. Hey, Liz, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Wonderful. Liz, what is the answer you have for us? Uh, children's picture books. Children's picture books? Yes. Yes, that's correct. Children's book illustration. Ah. Liz, hang on the line. So I remember seeing, you would sometimes see a book that had that gold medal on the front. Yes. And the Calvacott Award went to like uh, the Hungry Caterpillar. Polar Express, I think, is a Calvacott winner. Yeah, Yeah. I believe it. So uh, that's right, Liz. Hang on the line. We are going to give you a pair of tickets to see uh, the Young Dubliners. They're playing March 16th at the Event Center in Rivers Casino, Philadelphia. Tickets available to purchase at Ticketmaster.com. Must be at least 21 years old. And more information is available at RiversCasino.com slash Philadelphia. I got a lot of stories for Let's you. Let's get going. Uh, Jesse Smollett was sentenced to 150 days in jail in his hate crime hoax case. According to TMZ, the former Empire star was also ordered to pay $25,000 fine. Spend 30 months on felony probation after being found guilty on five counts of felony disorder conduct for making false reports to a Chicago, to the Chicago police. So in some ways they could have gone harder and in other ways they went lighter. And I think it evened out to something that makes sense. I just saw the 150 and I was kind of like, oh. 
Yeah, the 150 days. There's more to that. You know, the 30 months on felony probation is is a pretty lengthy time. And, yeah, they could have nailed him with more. And the financial fine. They probably should have hit him with more money, I think. Yeah, yeah. Smollett alleged that he was the target of an anti-gay, anti-black hate crime, which a judge had deemed false. Uh, Judge James Lynn called uh, Jussie arrogant, selfish, narcissistic, and so on. We have a clip, right? So he started to freak out. Well, not freak out, but he went on... a quasi rant about his fears of being murdered in jail. Right. All right. Here we go. No, I would just like to say to Your Honor that I am, uh, I am not suicidal. That's what I would like to say. Okay. I am not suicidal. Okay. I am not suicidal. I am innocent, and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of Black Americans in this country for over 400 years, and the fears of the LGBT. <laughs> Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this, and I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself, and you must all know that. I respect you, Your Honor. I respect your decision. Jail time. I am not suicidal. Okay. So, so well, he essentially what? is, yeah, if anything happens to him in prison, but it's, well, he's, he's saying yep. it wasn't, it's not at his own hands, Exactly, right? yeah, exactly. So. The judge, by the way, at this point, and you can see him, he's playing Wordle. So uh, he's not even yeah. listening, yeah. yeah. Wait, but is, I don't understand. What he, Were they saying that he's, he... He is trying to suggest that he is too high profile to go into prison because he'll he'll receive an, like an Epstein I mean, treatment. They, so, yeah, but yeah. No, okay, but but he, did somebody say he was suicidal or no? He's just saying if he goes I, in and gets I killed, think, it's not him. I, I think, think he's just he, being dramatic. That's okay. exactly right. All yeah, right. yeah, and the whole thing, the whole setup. I mean, it, the evidence was clearly against this guy, but he's just he is not Dude. backing down. Mm-hmm. He's going to try mm-hmm. and push this all the way through, and yeah. you know, yeah. okay, yeah. So we'll see, we'll see. So he's got <laughs> some time to spend in Chappelle jail. Chappelle calls him Juicy Smollett. <laughs> Juicy Smollett. <laughs> Kim Kardashian has come under fire for telling women to get off your effing ass and up, uh, get up, uh, wait, get off your effing ass up and work? Yeah, that's not right, but that's the essentially what she's saying, oh, get no, off your get ass Get your work. effing ass up and work, work that's yeah. what she's saying. So, one of her critics is a former employee who tweeted Wednesday yeah. and said, I was an editor on the Kardashian apps in 2015 in L.A., worked days and nights and weekends, could only afford groceries from the 99-cent-only store, called out sick more than once because I couldn't put gas in my car to get to the office and was reprimanded for freelancing on the side. Uh, in a recent Variety interview, Kim had said, uh, I have the best advice for women in business. Get a, get your effing ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. You have to surround yourself with people who want to work. Have a good work environment where everyone loves what they do because you have one life. No toxic work <laughs> environments and show up and do the work. She has... No clue. She, she's what, com- what hard work is. What hard work is. What people are actually doing. You know, like um, it's it's insane. And, and you know, I just you know, I have kids in school. Impressed, you have kids in school, and uh, you know, like the the market to get into college is so competitive these days. I hear a lot of people complaining about how kids just don't you know aren't, you know they're not uh, doing the work anymore. And that might be true on some, but on the, on the other end, there are a ton of people doing a ton of work. Uh, and she's just, she is a lawyer though, isn't she? Yeah, she went, she's (laughs) gone to school for it. But I think, I think the part that, that people took, uh, 
um, a little bit of exception with is when she says, it seems like nobody wants to work these yeah. days. Now, the part of get off, get off your ass and work, that's true. good advice. You know? If you, if you want advice. it, you got to earn it. <clears throat> that's true. But I think and it's the other part of like nobody wants to work these days. It's a blanket statement. And, you can't say that. Uh-huh. And it's to millions and millions and millions of people. So some people are going to go, dude, I work. I work really hard. And what are you talking does, about? Blah, 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 she blah, does so. work. She yeah. also comes from an incredibly wealthy family. <laughs> yes. yes. So uh, she had a good start. So yes. she does work. I think essentially the point is true. You got to show up for work and work. But uh, coming from her, with all that's been given to her, it seems a little... Yes, yeah. weird coming from her, from, yeah. from the source. Exactly. She is like big time under fire. I've seen a lot of people, like high, higher profile people, coming uh, at her. Like David Cross had uh, had uh, quote tweeted this thing uh, from Variety and, and a few other people. I'm like, yeah. All right, so she's catching some heat for it, but guess what? She's going to be okay. Yeah, she's going to be absolutely fine. fine. She's yeah. going to laugh at this. This will be forgotten now, by Monday, <laughs> and yeah. everything will be fine. Somebody who is not okay and came pretty close to dying was Ashley Judd. So she's revealed a little bit more oh, about this whole thing? her accident. She would have bled to death if who she called her Congolese brothers hadn't gotten her to safety following a mm. hiking accident in the Democratic Republic of the Congo last February. Do you guys remember when this happened? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the 53-year-old actress shattered her right leg in four places and was stranded on the forest floor for five hours before oh someone God. was able to <gasps> reach her. And according to the story, she said it took 55 hours, including a long journey through the jungle and six-hour motorcycle ride oh. Oh my God. to get to the hospital. So her leg is that beat up. And if you've ever had broken bones, and if if you're riding on a motorcycle, they, were, they recommend train. off-road motorcycle rides. <laughs> like they were carrying her in oh this sling that they made yeah. for her. We have pictures over here, so she was I mean, in excruciating I, pain. Who, go, who goes to a place that's that far away from a hospital? Like so, I'm just not going there, Kathy. So when my wife went, she went to Africa, got like a, a dream vacation, was able to do it finally. Uh, what and was the closest hospital? Did she know? Did she they, look? They everything was checked. It was well within for for a place that she was going into remote areas like where the gorillas are and stuff like that. But still, that was close enough. This I don't even know how the hell she got that remote. I, you know, that's what I'm a that, six that's hour very dangerous motorcycle ride. Yeah, oh yeah. My God. Uh, she said uh, I was in the hospital uh, in the hospital in South Africa about nine days, and then I was medevaced to Tennessee. But when I got to South Africa. Uh, my leg didn't have a pulse, and I was hemorrhaging. <gasps> oh and wow. if I had been medevaced to Europe, I would have bled to death, she said. So wow. here's a case okay. where you say, okay, she's probably going to have her leg amputated, right? Mm-hmm. But, but she doesn't. But then somebody who gets a splinter in their hand, yeah, right. <laughs> like Jeff Devlin, yeah. almost gets his hand amputated. It's crazy. Uh, Grimes and Elon Musk had a secret second baby Aww. together via surrogate in December, and the singer just revealed this in a new interview with Vanity Fair. News of their daughter, full name, Exa Dark Cedrail Musk, but they call her Y, following her older brother nicknamed X, comes uh, six months after a report that Grimes and Musk had broken up, despite <laughs> the reported split. The pair welcomed their daughter three months later, with Grimes also moving to Musk's now home base of Austin, Texas, in December. Are, they, are the names that they've given them uh, so that they'll be at home when they finally move to Mars? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe they'll fit yeah. right in with the, with the other Martians. Uh, as by Vanity Fair, whether the two were still together, Grimes said, there's no real word for it. I, and, and I have a follow-up to this, by yeah. the way. There's no real word for it. I would probably refer to him as my boyfriend, but we're very fluid. We live in separate houses. We're best friends. We see each other all the time. We just have our own thing going on, and I don't expect other people to understand it. Um, so Grimes added that they planned on having more kids as well. She said, we've always wanted at least three or four. Uh, however, in a series of tweets... 
Following the interview's publications, Grime clarified, me and E have broken up again mm. since the writing of this article. Ha ha. But he's my best friend and the love of my life and my life and art are forever dedicated to the mission now. The mission what? is is capitalized. I don't know ah, what that means. What the hell is she talking about? Which she, de- she defined as sustainable energy, making humanity a multi-planetary species, and the preservation of consciousness. Uh, she what also, the hell are you talking yeah. about? She also said, didn't mean for the interviewer to find out about her second baby, despite inviting the writer to her Austin home where a three-month-old baby was residing. So it's, okay. who knows, man. Yep. All so right. do you know how to pronounce the baby's name, actually? No. This is the exact pronunciation. Okay. What are we listening to? Oh, that's it? Yeah. Okay. It was a terrible joke. <laughs> Did you come up with that on your own? Yeah, but you know what, Kath? Right. It would have been a lot better had there not been, like, dialing in the middle right. of it. You wanted it to go I, right. I thought it was going to go right yeah. into, this is how you say the baby's name. And that would have been way better, but then you had the dialing. That would have been funny. Yeah. Yeah. You tried. I did. I did. I swung and I missed, you know, but I I got got two more swings. Sometimes you miss. It's all right. I'd say Bill would give you a B on that one, probably. No, no way. No, I thought, no listen, no. B minus. It's an it's that above was like a C. F. What Concept. No, he'd, right, he'd be right now. He'd be at an, he'd be having an exit interview. Really? <laughs> I don't think so. I think joke concept is was pretty no, good. I, the execution I, I, I agree with that. You know, yeah. Bill sometimes overreacts to he's, uh, yeah, he's modem sounds. Yeah. All right. Did you say Joe concept? The joke concept. Oh, I'm sorry. The concept. I joke concept. Too, Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. Joe concept. didn't know what he was saying. It was a more smarmy version of Joe Camel. <laughs> I love that idea uh, yeah. of a Joe character concept. named Joe Concept. Yeah. Joe Concept. That's a good air name. Yeah. We need a good hey, pitch concept. for this valve. Yeah. Let's call Joe Concept. Get Joe Concept on the phone now. All right. Here, I'm going to dial him up real quick. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I was... So saddened to see this this morning. Emilio Delgado, a Mexican-American actor, best known for his role as Luis on Sesame Street, oh, passed away. Okay. He was 81. He was one of the... God, it wasn't him. original, but I think he came on like the, th- the third 80s. season or yeah. something. But no, he it was, was, it was early. on forever. Yes, yes. Sesame Workshop confirmed uh, the news in a statement. A beloved member of the Sesame family for over 50 years. His warmth and humor invited children to share a friendship that is echoed through generations. When did he debut on the show, Preston? I think it was the third season in 1971. Okay. Yep. So uh, they started in 68, year I was born. Yep, yep. So he, he was at the very beginning there. Uh, at the forefront of representation, Emilio proudly laid claim to the record for the longest-running role for an Amer- a Mexican-American in a TV series. Wow. And we we're so grateful that he shared his talents with us and with the world. Delgado originally joined in 1971. He played Luis until 2016 when his contract was not re- renewed. After public outcry, he, Bob McGrath, who played Bob, and Roscoe Orman, who played Gordon, were brought back for Sesame Street's 50th anniversary celebration in 2019. He also kept playing Luis for events that were put on by Sesame Workshop. He had so, the uh, fix-it shop, right? Yes. Yes, Bluff, if I right? Correctly, See, yeah. I, I was already I was on my second wife uh, when this debuted. <laughs> uh, no, but the, the uh, uh, but uh, so I, I remember the first group of people, and I vaguely remember him. But uh, judging by the out or the outpouring yeah. of affection, he was beloved. I, I remember him, yeah. as as clear as yesterday. Uh, in an event interview last year with uh, All Art, Stevie Delgado said that his path to Sesame Street was an unusual one. He said one day he got a phone call out of the blue to audition for the show as he was looking for uh, looking at his last unemployment check. Mm. And a producer flew to Los Angeles to meet him and asked whether he could speak Spanish and whether he would shave his mustache. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll mm. shave anything if you want. <laughs> That's what he said. 
And he also said the audition process was just toss- talking. He said no acting or singing. And he was eventually offered the gig. He said that the idea was to find real people, not actors, for the show. He said, we all came together, and it was like we knew each other already, like we were a family. He added that uh, it was important to showcase representation on screen. He said, when I first got to Hollywood, there really weren't any representation of actual people, you know? He said, most of the roles that I went out for were bandits or gang members or whatever, and those are the only parts that were around for us. And things have changed a little bit. But it still has a long way to go. And reading stuff like this and, and seeing this story, man, just it just solidifies how important that show was to me as a kid. Yeah, it really it's it's beloved in my heart. Yeah, and it, those characters, you know, I clearly knew that was the case with yeah. with, with people. I mean, I was older, so but but for me, it it, uh, it was such a sweet, genuine approach that had not been done. To the best of my knowledge, I mean, the, the approach Sesame Street was taking, especially with the inclusion of the Muppets, yep. made it that that much more special. We have a clip of him as Luis okay. Preston talking. Uh, apparently, he had an injury, and he's talking to Big Bird. All right, here we go. I've been waiting for you, so you won't have to waste a minute. Let's go play some basketball. Oh, Big Bird, I can't play basketball yet. Why? Well, uh, you see, I still have to be real careful with my arm. You do? Yeah. But I thought it wasn't broken anymore. Well, it isn't broken, but it needs some more time to get strong. Mm. So we can't play baseball either or fly a kite or throw a Frisbee or... What are you stupid? (laughs) I want to do all those things with you, and we will. But you know, there's something else that I want to do first. Yeah, what's that? that? Now that I have the cast off my arm? Yeah. I'm going to jump for joy and cheer and kiss and hug everybody on Sesame Street. Oh, well, wait, wait. Since you have to be careful with your arm, I better do that for you. You just relax. Okay. Uh, but he was great. I told you my arm is hurt. I can't do sports. You are a big, dumb bird. <laughs> they edited that part yeah. out. Yeah. So, your stupidity offends yeah. me. Uh, let's see. How about we move on to Jeffrey Bezos? Uh, According to a new report from Bloomberg, Jeff Bezos was not happy about the way his Blue Origin jumpsuit made his crotch look. Oh, come on. Are you serious? Jeffrey Bezos. He's all wrapped up in himself now. Uh, The Amazon founder was supposedly very upset with the spacesuit during a photo shoot last July. I guess the sizing chart on Amazon wasn't accurate. He flew his personal tailor uh, down to Texas for alterations before the big launch. So he looks good in his suit. He got that taken care of. I want to see it. Oh, he had it taken care of. He had it taken care of beforehand, so he had an issue with that. So his crotch looked okay. Yeah. Stuff a sock in it. Uh, Steve, how about this? A pair of celebrity offspring was spotted together on Wednesday night. So Delilah Hamlin, who's a 23-year-old daughter of Harry Hamlin and Lisa Rinna, was seen at dinner with Jack Nicholson's 30-year-old son. Oh, my God! In Santa Monica. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be the kind of thing they make a movie about. Yep. Uh, the dinner, they'll, they'll call it. Uh, e News. <laughs> Excuse me, are you using that ketchup? <laughs> Wait a second, you have big lips. Are you Lisa Rinna's child? <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't natural. Uh, uh, e News reports that the two appeared to be in great spirits uh, <laughs> when they uh, left the restaurant together. So There is a show that is entirely devoted, Preston, to the children of celebrities, a reality competition show. And, uh, boy, that is a threadbare premise. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man, what do they do? Have you watched any of it Oh, yeah, I watched a little bit of it. When I saw it, they were doing, like, um, dude ranch type things. Okay. 
All right. Hey, I stupid. Uh, uh, watching the Sixers game last night, the most intriguing thing I saw was a commercial for this show. It's a, like a rat in the kitchen. Have you seen this yet? No. Nope. Okay, so it's a cooking show, but they they plant one person in this uh, kitchen. Oh, to, to sabotage. sabotage everybody's. I read about it. it I'm like, oh, okay. and so well, they have to they have to discern who the saboteur is. Uh huh. I okay. got gotcha. you. Yeah, I like it. All right, uh, just a couple more quick stories. Uh, let me see here. Amanda Bynes has revealed that she is in the process of removing her face tattoo. Good move. There was a video she posted on her new Instagram account. She removed her glasses and zoomed in on the heart. On- I don't... Outline tattoo on her cheek, and the ink appeared to be slightly faded. Is she going to remove that ugly kid Joe tattoo from her forehead? Uh, <laughs> we would hope so. I have never seen a tattoo fully removed. Like, uh, all these people that do this, there's always... Residual? Yes, there's something there. I've that, actually seen I've never seen it good. completely gone. Um, so a lot of times people, well, it depends on the colors, uh, Kathy, yeah, I too. Know. So I've, Removery is a local uh, uh, tattoo removal place. And they were telling me that, uh, like, yellows and whites and things like that can't be completely eradicated. Mm-hmm. But the darker color ones, they can, like, black, they can completely get rid of. Um, and a lot of times people will do it and then do, get a, uh, a cover job done, get yeah. it faded, and then they'll cover something. But that's something what I mean, up. I think, because it doesn't completely go away. And also, it leaves, like, a bit of a scar. Mm. Does it leave what more looks like, in, a, in, in, in certain cases, like a rash? No, it looks like a scar. Like a scar. It, it, it looks like um, like your skin looks a bit different. Huh. All yeah. right. Uh, so anyhow, she's working on it, and uh, in the caption, so I guess she's going through the process because it takes like over a year for you to uh, to fade a tattoo so, completely. Like Pete Davidson is looking at a couple years. It's going to be a while. He's got yeah. horrible tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and for I guess uh, actors and so on, they can get it faded enough and then put makeup on it. And right. Yeah. You'll never see it. So in the caption, she wrote, "Tattoo removal process." Uh, the actors first uh, debuted the tattoo on Instagram in December 2019. She returned to Instagram earlier this week to thank her fans for her support. Uh, she's been preparing to go to court to end her nine-year conservatorship, uh, which her mother is on board for. Her mother is they, the, they're all is down the conservator. They say she's fine. Yep. She's been going to school and getting good grades. Uh, she goes to the uh, Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in Los Angeles. So, um, have you had your tattoos removed? Or no, you start, I, I mean, I, I, it's something I've been meaning <clears throat> to get around to, and I haven't done it yet, and I want to use removery to do that. I have Smurfette on my nutsack. Oh, oh my God. And I'm thinking, okay. but I'm, I'm afraid. It's kind of cute. Yeah, yeah thank is. you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not love Smurfette. Favorite character. Will you get yours covered up, or will you try uh, to remove it so all the way? So, I do have some yellows and whites oh. in one of my tattoos, so I would probably end up having to get a cover-up job. Have you ever tried just to for the hell of it, just to put like a, a concealer over it to see. No. Okay. Yeah. I've never tried that. No. See if it covers. All right. Hey, real quick. Uh, Nick Cannon's nationally syndicated daytime talk show is ending just six fart? months after it premieres last, premiered last fall. It was not a fart. Not a fart. Uh, so he, um, yeah, and he, he actually talked about the show being canceled on his own show. We, yep. have, we have a clip of you on it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, here we go. This is show business, right? And we know the biggest mm-hmm. word in that is business. And this is a business. And as a businessman, I know that as much fun as we have on the show, business is the thing that makes this whole thing tick and operate. And honestly, I show up each and every day bright and early <laughs> to yeah, give Woo! you a show. But I'm also a businessman, and, and, and you understand when there's certain forms and certain platforms, this has been a dream come true for me. Yep, but the dream is over. The dream is over. And besides yep. that, he's got 44,000 other things he's doing. Yes. And see, I, I bet Including you... Including a dozen children. Yeah. He's, take he's breathing a well. sigh of relief, right? So, 
Uh, anyhow, yeah, that's been canceled. And then one last thing, uh, HD's, HGTV's Flipper Flop has come to an end of the road. The popular home renovation series will conclude after the current 10th season. And, and does that make it the longest running HGTV show? No, not Flipper Flop. I thought they were making a big thing about it, yeah. Oh, um, man, I, I just feel like there have been other shows that have been on longer. In this article I read, it didn't say that, Steve. Yeah, because I read an article that said it was a record 10 years. I, I assume that meant it was the longest I, running show on the room. roster. Room, room by room. They hold the, the record for the longest running decorating show of their genre in TV history, 14 years, over 350 episodes. Okay. Wow, so longer than the Property Brothers. I don't know. That's uh, just what this says. The series finale is set for Thursday, March 17th. Uh, Tariq and uh, Christina revealed the news in separate Instagram posts, uh, and HDV did confirm that. Now, they will, uh, they both have their own shows. Yeah, they yeah. have uh, Flipping 101 with uh, Tariq uh, El Moussa. El Musa, I don't know how you say his last name, and uh, Christina on the coast. So that will continue. Obviously, do you watch those spinoff shows, Case? I don't like her. You don't like? Her. I don't. I don't. And I and when, I they, when we were together, like and and when we had um uh the jeez uh, good bones on um yes. Mina on uh, last week or two weeks ago, right? The thing for me is there needs to be a good chemistry between the two people, right? And I just bag of bones, bitch. I didn't. I I never cared for her. Yeah. I I, I didn't like their relationship. They All didn't right. seem to for for me. I didn't. I, you know. But like they lack the chemistry you need that I need. All you right. know. And so you know Ben and Aaron from hometown, and you know the Magnolia people, and uh, right. the Property Brothers, like all those guys. I'm like, yeah, this one works for me. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, so movies opening this week, and it's Friday. We got. Got a few things that are coming out, so let's go through them. Two Dimension, we're going to start with Turning Red, an animated comedy starring Rosalie Chang, Sandra Oh, and James Hong. Uh, Mei Li is a confident, dorky 13-year-old torn between staying staying her mother's dutiful daughter and the chaos of adolescence. And as if changes to her interests, relationships, and body weren't enough, whenever she gets too excited, she poofs into a giant red panda. It's an hour and 41 minutes long. It's rated PG. Streaming today. Rotten Tomato score is at a 95%. Pretty good. Yep. And then one other film opens, The Adam Project. It's an action-adventure comedy with Ryan Reynolds, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner. After accidentally crash-landing in 2022, time-traveling fighter pilot Adam Reed teams up with his 12-year-old self for a mission to save the future. Hour and 46 minutes long. PG-13. Streaming on Netflix today. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 70% score. And let's get to the clips. We'll start with one from The Adam Project. And it was a very personal film for everyone involved. In this clip, Ryan Reynolds talks about the first time he and producer Sean Levy watched it with an audience. Usually when you're watching a movie that you're extremely close to, in particular with an audience, you start to see it through the prism of their experience as opposed to your own. So I was really moved and touched by it. Adam Project can be streamed on Netflix, as I said. (laughs) Next clip. Tyson's Run required actor Major Dodson to do a lot of marathon training. And in this clip, he talks about breaking barriers with this role. So many people have grown up 
you know, on the spectrum. They're kind of pigeonholed into that box. Okay, you can't go and do this. You can't go and do that. Just a lot of people don't have that independence when they are perfectly capable with the right help, with the right attitude, with the right amount of determination to go and do what they want to achieve. Shut the f*** up! Tyson's Run is in theaters now. And that's it. Here we go. Your team report to round out the week, friends. Thank you. Oh, please. Please. Hold your applause. Thank you. All right. Let's uh, let's uh, not put me up on the pedestal yet. We got a lot of show <laughs> to get to. Not yet. Uh, Patty's Pub is stopping by this morning. It's a pop up, and it is at the Plymouth Meeting Mall. Uh, we're going to do some giveaways in conjunction with that appearance, but they're bringing by stuff like milk steak, <laughs> bag of spaghetti, corned beef on rye for squashing your beefs, rum ham, and other things. Uh, and it's going through the 19th, so we're excited to have them stop by, as well as talking to Joe DeRosa, who's going to be at Punchline, and Tim Tebow will be on the program, too. So a bunch to get to. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Coming up on the program later on, Joe DeRosa will be joining us. The Patty's pop-up. Tim Tebow's on the show, too. I see Patty's is getting set up in the Ooh, other room. Yes, they are. So mm. we'll do some giveaways uh, with those guys. But uh, with food being set up, let's talk food. It's time for the connoisseur. Oh, it's my favorite connoisseur of the week, the Friday edition. Yes. Because everyone continues to eat. They, that's right. We will continue to eat. Uh, can you ring the dinner bell, please, sir? Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate or that. Or do you want the... Uh, that could work, too. Either, right. either one works. Steve, this first story is exclusively for you. I wow. mean, there will be other people that will be uh, sad to hear this, but the son of yeah. the founder of Entenmann's, who helped take the family's cakes and cookies from a small bakery in New York to grocery stores nationwide, passed away in Florida last month. He was 92. For many, well, I wouldn't say full years, but for many stretches um, years ago, Entenmann's was my girlfriend. Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, you look forward to that time spent oh. with Entenmann's chocolate chip cookies. Oh, uh, they're, they're, they're cheese stuffed coffee cake, or mm. it wasn't coffee cake, it was Danish. Danish. It was just my absolute favorite. Excellent. Was it the um the long like the yes. long yeah rectangular yeah. with little icing swirls on and it? And you would have to cut it. Yes. That was Press- like a that was oh, a standard it. Sunday morning staple for How us. How about the mm. chocolate chip pound cake? Mm. Never had it. Mm. Yeah. Excellent. Never had it. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. We always had the uh, crumbly donuts. The donuts. Crumbly donuts. Oh, yeah. Extra yeah. little crumbles that yes. would fall off and you could yep. pick them out of the box. With so, like coffee cake type material yeah. on it. Yeah. 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 Stuff. yeah. the best. When I lived in uh, Brentwood, Long Island, yes, the uh, facility, the main baking facility, at least to the best of my knowledge, was just about a mile and a half away. And you'd wake up some mornings and you'd smell. smell. <laughs> well, that's great. Entenmann's baking. That's good to wake up yeah. to. Uh, Charles Entman died peacefully, surrounded by his uh, living children on February 24th in Key Largo. His father, William Entman, opened the original bakery in Brooklyn in uh, New York in 19. Uh, I'm sorry, in 1898. Later moved it to Bayshore on Long Island in 1900. Yep. Uh, Charles, along with his mother Martha and his brothers Robert and William, took over the bakery in 1951 after his father's death. Uh, setting it off on a course that would see its products decorate supermarket shelves across the country. So they took it in 1951 and then really ran with it. They sold the business 
to pharmaceutical company Warner Lambert for $233 million, which would be valued at more than a billion dollars in today's money because that's that like a billion. Place, it was like a billion. That took place in 1978. <laughs> so they sold it in 78. And so, yes, it would have been worth like a billion now. <laughs> so it's. Uh, and it's under Beambo now, yes? Now it is. So yeah. it's sold. It's changed hands again. So their like net worth is is not publicly known, although Charles's Key Largo home is worth an estimated $10 million, according to Zillow. Yes, that's right. $10 million, $10 million, $10 million. All right, so the, the home is like $10 million, but... The, Adjusted for today's money, it's like a billion. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> it's like it's, oh, it's worth ten million dollars right now. now. Oh, okay, ten million, ten million dollars, ten million, ten million, ten million dollars. I mean, there's nothing that. <laughs> Wait a second, what's that on the roof? I hear. Stop <laughs> it! Stop <laughs> it! Yeah. Um, everything they have is good. Like, there's nothing really out there where you're like, oh no, that's gross. No, no, no. Kathy just... is right on this one, Casey. No, 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 no. Those um. When you get the variety pack donuts, uh, there's the one just the plain regular donut that with has the regular with a nice donut. coffee or tea. It's a wonderful. It's still good, but but yes, there's going to be when you when you get a variety pack of almost anything. There's yeah. going to be one thing that's going to be less popular than the others. They, I agree. They provide variety so that everyone has something. Yeah. yeah. Who, who likes that donut, though? I, mean, I do. I don't mind it. Of it's, all the ones that are in that. It's not the first one yeah. when I grab it. I don't hate that donut. With, you hate with that coffee donut. or tea, it's yeah. a wonderful little nosh. It's, it, it's a dunker. It's, it's a dunker. A, it's yeah. not you a son dunker. of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> no, it's it's actually, Casey, I believe it's the first donut they made. Yeah. Well, you guys, I don't like donuts, but... Entenmann's Donuts, I don't, like, I'll eat those. Okay. I would, I would prefer that. In 2014, the Sun listed a nearly seven-acre compound on Lake Montauk for $24 million, actually oh, $25 million. Whoa. Wow, wait, say that again. When was it? 2014. So wow. adjusted for today's dollar, was. that's like a billion. It's like a billion dollars. <laughs> Is that like a billion? It's like a billion. Uh, they, I used to, Kathy, I don't, I'm surprised driving out on uh, the uh, east end of Long Island, you never passed, they had a huge... A horse um, farm, stables and everything, and you see the Entenmann's logo on oh. a gate. Yeah, very cool. So this is, so that's, uh, his son had this $25 million home, all okay. right? And then a month earlier, Robert Entman, Charles's elder brother, listed a 200-acre Jamesport farm, which included uh, the Martha Clara Winery for $25 million. Martha. So they've all, I mean, they're just... Swimming in money. Martha. Uh, <laughs> uh, Why did you say that name? Why did you say Entenmann? Martha. Entman was a Korean War veteran and a big supporter of the Great Bay YMCA in Bay Shore. Uh, and he was a big, uh, he would contribute to a lot of uh, uh, charity uh, functions and so on. Very, very a generous family. His father was a, uh, a baker from Stuttgart, Germany, who had learned the trade from his own dad, according to the company's history page. His first job in America was at a bread factory. William started the bakery in Brooklyn, moved it to Bay Shore. And his doctor's recommendation when one of his children got rheumatic fever, um, uh, William's son, William Jr., later added home delivery routes. Um, Enderman took over the uh, the company with the rest of his siblings and mother when his father died. Uh, they expanded the business into New Jersey and Connecticut. And in 1961, Entenmann's built the largest baking facility of its kind in the U.S. on five acres in Bay Shore. So that's where I live near. Wow. Yep. So all Brentwood on, and Bay Shore are right next to each other. All on Long Island, too. The yep, yep. Uh, so hang on a second, uh, real quick call. Let me go to Lauren. Hey, Lauren. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Lauren. What's up? 
used to be an Entenmann's reject store in the Berlin area of New Jersey, and it would be, I think, for their quality control, all of the items that didn't pass quality control. Yeah, you know what? We had, one time we had someone from the Dove Chocolate Company send us a bunch of of stuff that essentially was fine to eat, but it was just kind of like slightly misshapen or... There was an edge on a a piece of candy. And and yes, so they will do that. They get rid of it. And you're exactly right, Lauren, for quality control and uniformity. The stuff is exactly the same. And you can get great prices. But and they, oh, we lost her. But I guess they used to have a, a store that would sell that. So you know, why, yeah. why have that food go to waste? There was one, one for, I'm sorry, Case, there was one for Drake's near me when I was okay. growing up in Long Island as well, where it would be those, like, didn't quite look right cakes. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, there's one on, I, I don't know if it's this type of store, but on Henderson Boulevard, Kath, um, for. King of Russia? Yeah. So you turn, Henderson like. Road? What's that? Henderson Road. Henderson Road. I said Boulevard. Uh, it, but it's right there. It is a, like some sort of an outlet store. It is a. Baker, uh, like a big baker. Really? Yeah, but I don't. I can't remember which one. I don't All right, I know Henderson Road. Look, look I don't for those opportunities when okay. you can get them. Because you know, like I mentioned, I I was in the Acme on Mermaid Lane. I, I've seen this now a couple times. They have a special section that is all like sort of. Knockoff or 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 um, I know that yeah, it would like lower priced and I, I it's I assume it's the yeah. same sort of thing. Kathy, that that uh, trampoline park that's right there used to be there. It's yeah. right across the street from that. Oh, okay. All right, I don't okay. know what that is. How about that? Maybe somebody can text in the info. Yeah. All right, I got something else I want to share with you from the connoisseur. It's all about food. We love food, and this one's a local. Uh, milk boy. I think I have my milk boy. Yeah, you do. Uh, hoodie that I keep uh, my jag on the back of my uh, chair here at all times. Uh, the first 100 people in line at Milk Boy South Street on Sunday, March 20th, will receive free burgers. What to celebrate? <laughs> to celebrate the South Philly Bar's new takeout menu. Oh. So is, is March 20th the first day of spring? Is that, uh, can you look that up for me, yeah. Marissa? I think it is. I think, yeah, it says on the first day of spring. Here we go. Milk Boy South Street will hand out free samples of its hit single burger, a beef patty with Tommy sauce, which is named for its co-founder, Tommy Joyner. Tommy want wingy? Listen to this. This sounds good. Uh, so Tommy sauce, red onion, milk bun, and sidekick pickle. Uh, the giveaway coincides with uh, unveiling of Milk Boy Takeout, the bar's first to-go only option. And the free burgers will be distributed only between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. Uh, Milk Boy's Takeout menu, they have some great-sounding burgers here. So they'll have a new create-your-own-burger section, allowing guests to add an array of toppings like baked brie, sun-dried salt, sun-dried salsa, Blue cheese, long hots, sauerkraut, maple bacon, crab cakes, and more. That's your sound, burger. Yeah, that's sounding pretty good. Uh, and, the, and that's the first day of spring? Yeah. The to-go menu will also have varieties of waffle fries, regular, cheesy, and loaded. Thank you very much. Love waffle fries. And another section dubbed uh, Other Tracks. List burgers like the Double Platinum, made with two patties, Tommy Sauce, Lettuce, Tomato, and Cooper Sharp Cheese, Can and the South it. Street Boogaloo. Made sloppy style. They make them extra sloppy <laughs> for you. Yes. With fried onions. I made them extra sloppy for you. Uh, with, <laughs> with fried onions. <laughs> Can you play that whole clip? Oh, yeah. yeah I know how you could like them sloppy. I made them sloppy for you. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you kids like them sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fried onions, beer whiz, and long hot aioli. 
All right, this wow. is this all sounds like uh, why um, I was I just didn't equate that elaborate burger menu with Milk Boy. Oh yeah, the food at Milk Boy is good. All right, I've never. Eaten I there. need to. Uh, I need to experience yep. this. Yep. To me, this is like a billion dollar idea. Yeah, yeah. Is like yeah. A it is. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> it's like a billion. All right. Uh, so anyhow, that's going to be on the first day of spring. But this caught my eye because the first hundred people, I think, get a free burger. What? If not a sample, I, it says samples, but it says, I think, a free That's burger. probably a burger, right? Yeah, I would think so. Uh, by the way, a phone call. Here's a follow-up to the place that Casey was talking about yes. on Henderson Road. I will go to Joe. Hey, Joe, good morning. Joe, you are on the air, sir. All right, Joe? I don't think his name is Joe. It's probably something else. Johan. Scott <laughs> wanted to say the same thing, so I'll just go to him. Hey, Scott, are you there? Scott! Yeah. Yep, yep, I'm here. Hey, what's up, man? It's called, it's the Wonder Bread Thrift Shop on Henderson Road. Wonder Bread Thrift Shop. So this is, are these slightly not right packaging issues and stuff like that? That sort of situation? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's Winder, little, Winder Bread. A little out of date. But the previous caller said it does, it's not there anymore. Oh, Okay. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, so, it so, says Scott. permanently closed. Okay. I'll tell you this, though. A lot of the times what happens, and, and this is actually, I remember this, what the issue was with that Drake's place. So the stuff is still good. It just is like a day or two over oh. the sell-by or right. whatever they the suggested. They can put it on the yeah. shelf. They can put it on the shelf. We yeah. had a Pepperidge Farm. It was an outlet store um, that was in my little shopping center around the corner from my house, and that closed. That was that was a real kick in the nuts. Because, Things closed. Yeah, I know, I know. But it was um, we would get those giant boxes of goldfish. And, you know, like, especially with kids, like, you go through goldfish like that. Right. And, and they were a lot cheaper there. And you would get your Milano cookies. And everything was cheaper there than if you got it at the uh, at the uh, supermarket. And it closed. It just went out of business. And, and so now i got to pay full price. Well, it sounds like they're <laughs> still... A story of triumph this morning on the Presley Steve Show. And local broadcaster Casey Boy says he's now spending more for food. <laughs> Um, goldfish. They are good, though. <laughs> I'll goldfish? give you that. Yeah. Oh, I love them. All right. Uh, well, let's quick, go back. Real quick, a lot of people are texting in and saying that there's still an intimate store in Blackwood, New Jersey. In front of the old Kmart, it carries Thomas's English muffins. Okay. An intimate store? Yes. Okay. But they're definitely, Bimbo has, uh, has Bimbo. God bless. I love, Bimbo, are you listening? I love you. <laughs> All right. So... There is a case to be made. This is an article that I saw. Marissa, I don't know if you sent this to me or not. About Cooper Sharp cheese. Yes. Okay, oh my so God, yes. I think this might have been in the Inquirer. Uh, but there is a case to be made that Cooper Sharp is Philadelphia's true hometown cheese. The and Cooper you go, Sharp. Oh my gosh, what are you you big fanatic of Cooper Sharp? It's essentially American cheese. No, it's better than American cheese. Cooper Sharp? Yeah. I think it's better. It's different, isn't it? It's sharp. It's got a sharp it's flavor. Slightly. Yeah. I think uh I think the name yeah, listen, I like Cooper Sharp cheese. Um, I agree, and uh I'd never heard of it until I lived in this area. Hmm. Uh, but it's I think it's a version of American cheese. Is it? So Cooper Sharp uh, listen, I may be speaking out of term. I, I, I don't know if I've ever had Cooper no, Sharp. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's yeah, it's you throw it on sandwiches and stuff. I don't want to brag, but they follow me on Twitter, Cooper Sharp. <laughs> so kind of best friends. Um, that's kind of what I grew up on. It's to me, it's better than American cheese, and I think the running joke is it's like the grilled cheese cheese, and you end up eating that. I could see that half of the package while you're making while cheese. you're making, yeah, because it's smaller. Yep. It's not like a full 
slice of cheese, it's kind of a half slice. Well, the, the, the cheese I was raised on uh, concerning grilled cheese cheese was American cheese. So, uh, it, Cooper Sharp is has called Philly home since 1918, according to the brand's mm. website. Uh, when banker turned dairy entrepreneur I.C. Cooper moved his company company south from its origins in upstate New York, uh, the loaves of yellow and white cheese were originally sold in unique wooden cases that can probably be found on Antique Row. Like other cheese commonly referred to as American, Cooper Sharp is made by piping a liquefied, pasteurized mix of whey proteins and emulsifiers into molds and letting it harden. So it's a version of American cheese. Okay. If I you believe wanna... my recipe is a billion-dollar idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in fact, it says uh, it says American cheese right on the... So, okay, the... so that's the okay. same thing. It's but just probably heck? made better. better. Sharp. Let's put it this way. It's better than Kraft uh, uh, American cheese. Right. right, right. You know, so I think. You guys have probably had it on a burger at a restaurant and sure. maybe didn't realize it. I don't do cheeseburgers really. really oh, well. yeah. So, like other cheeses commonly... I already read that part. Uh, as its name suggests, it has more bite than some other better known brands uh-huh. with a more cheddar-forward flavor. But you don't. I don't taste it and go, "Wow, that's like you taste what? sharp provolone," and you're like, "Yeah, that's way different than regular provolone." You know what I mean? Sure. Mm-hmm. So, or a sharp cheddar, you're like, yeah. "That I can really taste the difference." But it does have a stronger flavor than your standard American cheese, mm-hmm. in my humble opinion. Uh, around the Northeast U.S. and especially in Philly, professional and home chefs prize that combination of taste and superior melting qualities. It definitely melts really well. There you go. Uh, many people swear by it as the ideal cheese for a cheese steak. Do you ever cut your cheese with string? Uh, no, but it is a good way to go. Yeah, I was watching somebody at uh, the uh, this little market near my house, and they have like a, a cheese section, and he was cutting all of it with string. <laughs> Come here. Take a look at this. <laughs> it, it actually makes sense. Or just wire, right? Yeah. I, I think his a, was mm-hmm. like a, was a fine, it was so fine. Yeah. Uh, fine string. Uh, I'm going to go to Nick. Hey, Nick, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. What's up, Nick? Welcome. Uh, listen, I work at ShopRite Deli in Marlton, and that cheese has various forms of cheese. It even has a cheese with pepper, like the pepper you yeah. put on salt and pepper. Oh. It is amazing. Oh. It is so amazing. You're talking about Cooper Sharp? Cooper Sharp. It huh. also has a yellow bread. Cooper Sharp is one of the biggest selling cheeses we sell there. Mm. And let me tell you, buddy, <laughs> burger, Cooper Sharp, and Canadian bacon on a burger, bam, boom. All right. <laughs> All right. Canadian bacon Cooper and Sharp. Cooper Sharp on a burger. Bam, I, like, boom. I like that combination. All right. Thank All right. Much. I like that. Thanks for the tip. Yeah. I did uh, Thanks, pork Zach. roll and Velveeta on a burger last summer, and that was a bam, boom as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. By the way, Milk Boy, to double back. Uh, they, they are going to take suggestions on uh, customized burgers for their burger of the month. Ah. And you can suggest um, different types of uh, burgers for them. we got to come up with a president. Yes. Burger. we got to come up with a really we'll good one. We'll just take one of our Gadzooks flavors and send it. <laughs> uh, let me go to Dave. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Dave. What's up, man? So I'm, like, running around last night um, looking, like, what we have for food and stuff for kids for lunch. We're coming up on spring break, so we're not, like, stocking up on food. And I'm like, oh, ham and cheese, that's, a, that's an easy one. I have no cheese. So I ran out of the store last night. I'm like, of course, it's 9 o'clock at night. The deli's closed. I'm like looking at all the prepackaged stuff. There's like no cheese to be found. I'm like, what's this Cooper American cheese? 
First time I've ever had it in my life. That's the best cheese I have ever had, ever. I'm just going to keep getting it from now on. Wow. There you go. Best, Revelation. Best cheese you've ever had, ever. I've n- Then yes. I've, I've not had this. All I right. can't say with Thanks, any Dave. conviction, yeah. un- unless I was unaware of it, because everyone says it was a revelation, and I, I didn't have that. I live a very sullen life. No, it's really good. It's a, it's a good uh, go-to to have in the fridge at any time you want to make a sandwich, burger, whatever. It's a really, really good one. Uh, Marissa, would you put it on like a like a cheese board and and cut it up that way? Um, it's different than that. I've never thought about it, but if you got you one of those big blocks of it, you mm-hmm. could cut it um, thicker. There's like places like uh, Cherry Street Tavern. Their cheese plate is just thick cut American cheese. Yep. Uh, so a lot of people are, are loving uh, the Cooper Sharp love that we're giving on the air uh, this morning. So thank you for the text. So this is that. this should be considered the authentic listen cheese of. This is what I would absolutely have on a cheesesteak without question. I am not a whiz guy. I think whiz sullies the uh, uh, the beef. I know I've said something very controversial to a lot of diehards, <laughs> but I would put Cooper Sharp on a cheesesteak that would absolutely... I, I don't think that provolone's got enough flavor in it, right. and I think that Cooper Sharp is the best to have on a cheesesteak, my personal opinion. I just never considered that it was regional, but I guess like Cooper Sharp and a Martin's potato roll, it would be like a Philly sandwich to me. Okay. Nice. All right. Uh, what else? We're in the connoisseur. Just keep them coming. Let's let's stay with cheese for a minute. Oh wow. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, if if gorgonzola cheese has a soapy flavor, it may be your fault. You can blame your jeans for that. I was just say soapy. Who yeah. keeps cheese in their jeans? Researchers <laughs> in Italy looked at 219 people and found two thirds said at least one form of gorgonzola tastes soapy to them. Uh, they note that it was found the perception of the soapy flavor in gorgonzola cheese was associated with some genetic variations. Oh, huh? so it, it's sort of like cilantro. Like, some people love it, some people hate it. So this, some people taste uh, and, soap in it. And it says, as previously observed in other foods like cilantro. Uh, yep. Okay. Yep, was exactly. Soap. Uh-huh. I love gorgonzola. That's like... Do you? Yeah. No kidding. We're, we're yeah. learning so I'm many surprised. things about that. That you oh you keep teeth you eat gorgonzola. <laughs> By the way, I got an email from somebody who's going to send me pictures. He kept all of his kids' teeth and then made like an album and gave it to them when they were eighteen. Uh, Kathy keeps he goes her you're not the, teeth. He goes you're not the only weirdo. <laughs> and eats gorgonzola. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I am I am I would say over the past couple of years I've entered the world of cheese fandom, uh, and I and the joy that cheese can bring. Uh, describe the taste of gorgonzola to me. Oh, it's in like a, it's ten a, words or less. It's a sharp blue cheese. Okay, it's, it's a very. Then I've had it. Uh, it yeah, so you've got um, you, gorgonzola has a nice strong. Now I I don't I can't describe the uh, um, uh, all the qualities of of blue cheese, but you know what blue cheese yes, tastes I do. like. It's it's a strong flavored blue cheese. Okay, and it's I'm really, down with that. It's really really good. I I do like a nice blue cheese. Uh, they also add that in the future. Uh, the the knowledge of the genetic variants associated with uh, food preferences could help to develop new personalized strategies for the promotion of consumers' health and prevention of diet-related diseases. Well, it comes down to personal taste, but also what determines your taste is... uh, goes a lot deeper than just a whim. Like, my tastes have evolved over the years. Yeah. Yes. All right. uh, Oh, here's a local thing. Fairly local. Uh, this is at uh, Bear Creek Mountain Resort. I got a, uh, an email from uh, Amy White Knight. That's her name. Uh, cool she's name. Uh, wedding sales manager at Bear Creek Mountain Resort. And she said, I thought this might be interesting to you. It's an event we're holding in April. 
Uh, she said, I know Preston's love of charcuterie art, <laughs> and it's going to be pretty cool, and we're capping tickets at 100 guests, so they are having Charcuterie 101. Ah. At Bear Creek Mountain Resort, and uh, it says that it's brought to you by White Acre Studio Workshop, local studio that specializes in handcrafted, unique, customized wooden furniture and boutique items for your home and business. So I guess they're going to supply the boards that you will use. Okay. Uh, and you, your ticket price includes your own personalized charcuterie board made by White Acres, chef-instructed presentation on how to create your own display at home, uh, guided decorative craft from White Acres, a glass of wine of your choosing. Ooh. And the opportunity to personally enjoy our chef's charcuterie board. It's at $80 per person. Preston? And ch- do do a search with uh, Bear Creek Mountain Resort. I think you're nudging into Kathy's activity realm. Yeah. I know. I was just, yeah. I, I, I want to know how Kathy feels about that. Well, right. No, no, it's okay. I got this email from her, too. Oh, okay. Um, and I did look up the event, um, and it looks like a great event. Unfortunately for us, it's on a Thursday night, so mm. I'm not going to be able to go. But, uh, no, this is this is great. I sort of did, like, something like this. It, it was more like, I, I did an interview, but she went over, like, what yeah. she does in a charcuterie class and, like, the different tips that she gives. Because you think, okay, well, I... I can do this. Yeah, like, you're yeah. just putting it on a board. But, like, the tips that she gave, like, never putting two things the same color next to each other, I was like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Kooky. Yeah, you can do that, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. Listen, I, I love... Uh, but the thing is, it's funny. I sort of love them because I'm not a fan of the meats, per se. Right. You know? So, like, the new iteration of them where it's basically whatever you want it right. to be. Yeah. Then I'm down with that. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, they're going to do that at Bear Creek Mountain Resort. One more Sure. Do it! One more. Uh, I gotta pop Oh, I'm up. sorry. I'm so excited over this. Connoisseur this uh, fine Friday. Let's see. All right, I, I think I'm gonna go with this one. This is kind of a personal one. I'm a, I'm a coffee creamer guy. I, I like my coffee uh, sweet and creamy. Like your men. Like my men. <laughs> exactly. No, I like I like coffee to taste like candy. I do have a I do have a cup of black coffee here in the morning. Uh, that's a, calor- a caloric thing. I try not to overdo it, but on my way in to work, I, I, I serve myself up a nice, oh. sweet coffee. So in, in a regular coffee, that. judging by per packet level of sugar, how many packets of sugar would you put in a 12-ounce coffee? Uh, five. Okay. What? what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What? Wait, that's what you do at home? <laughs> that's what you drink on the way in? Yeah. Yeah. So See, I, I thought you were a black coffee no, guy because you it. drank. Nope. You drink, so you just do that here because you've already had your. Yes, I want some caffeine, and I don't want to overdo the sugar. So, I, Casey always gets me a cup of black coffee, and that's what I have while I'm here. But at home in the morning, yeah, I get like coffee mate or whatever. I usually do French vanilla or sweet cream. You don't and- put sugar in after that. No, 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 yeah. no, no. I made the mistake of doing of that oh, here no, one no, no. time. Holy hell, I was pissing molasses. Yeah. Wait, so, but you're equating that to five packs of sugar, you think? No, if I if I am given a cup of coffee oh, and my it. only choice is cream and sugar, I'll put five packets of sugar <laughs> in there. So I'm three <laughs> in, in 12 ounces. I do probably about three. Okay. Yeah, and that, so just just a, a little bit less. I find... Uh, maybe I might do four if it's 12 ounces. Yeah. Usually it's like a 16-ounce cup. Okay. And, and I love um, sweets. Like, I love chocolate and stuff like that. But for me, for, for coffee, um, I will put a half a pack. No of kidding. Raw, a half that a pack do of anything. raw sugar. Raw sugar. Okay. Like, it just... It, I, it just needs, like, something. Like, if I, if I just drink it black, there's... Just something missing with it, which which is why I do the espresso with. Um, I'll put a little bit of whipped cream on it, and that's sort of just the the, the sweetness sweet, you need. Yeah, yeah, the sweetness. I got you. No, when I when I order coffee, I'm like I'm like lots of sugar, <laughs> lots of cream. Well, you hear Pierre in the morning when he's preparing his coffee when we do the crossing. 
But he doesn't overdo it. He no, doesn't overdo he doesn't. it. He puts just a little bit in. He's, he's a fairly a purist when it comes to his He's coffee. also, like, an ex- I think an exact amount. Because I'll watch him, and he'll do, like, he'll put, like, a full packet, and then he only does, like, half of the other packet. Okay. So he knows, right. I think he knows yeah. how much he wants in there. Uh, so the reason I bring it up is Coffee Mate has a new flavor called Drumstick Vanilla Sunday Cone. <laughs> oh. So it tastes like the drumstick ice cream cone? Oh, I love that. Uh, it said to combine the flavors of ice cream, milk, chocolate, and waffle cone. And it's good for you, right? It's good for you. It will be rolling out in grocery stores in April, but is available now at select Walmart locations. I was at, uh, Kathy, I was at some neighbors. They had a dinner party, and I was there after dinner. They were serving up coffee, and I'm putting sugar in. And the lady next to me, she goes, my God! Like I'm like, what? She's like, That's so how much sugar are you putting in there? Did you know her? Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have turned to her and said, some stranger. I knew her, yeah. Your husband's afraid to tell you he's gay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> A little distraction, yeah, 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 yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I, listen, I think that's. I also think that's a lot. However, I would not scream, "Oh my God, yeah. what are you doing?" I mean, but I like it. I like it like, like candy. Coffee. That's why I love the you know the special lattes. Yeah. You know, when I get a mocha, that's super duper sweet. I love it. Does that it bring way. you comfort when you drink? It's, it's Very for me. Much it's so. my, and I I will nurse a drink like that for hours. Not me. Yeah. I will slam Down it yeah. like Rochelle hasn't even taken two sips and mine's gone. Wait, if I ever order something like that where it comes with this amount of pumps or whatever, they look at me like I'm nuts. I'm like, can you just do one pump? of the chocolate and one pump of the, you know and they're like pump, that's please. but they're like that's it that's not even really a, a flavored latte pump, <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh, anyhow uh people are texting in they've already had a drumstick creamer is amazing so oh it says, okay. i wonder what the calories are for that uh it says it's not available till april so somebody got it ahead of all time. right all right anyhow that's it kind of that's it for the it was a good one. Yeah, lots of good stuff this morning. And some local things that are on there, too. I almost made some of those city beat, but we went with Connoisseur You know what? Today. It works. Yeah. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Some Bizarre file stories await you, my friend. So hang in there. And you know what? Let me give one of these away now because we have uh, Patty's Pub, the pop-up in this morning, and they've given us a $50 gift card good for a ticket purchase for Patty's Pub, which is at Plymouth Meeting Mall. It looks good. Until March 19th, and it's, of course, sunny-themed food, games, and photo experiences. It's only here through March 19th. Tickets must be purchased in advance. You can visit pattyspopup.com to reserve your spot. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be right back. We'll take caller number 10, by the way. Caller number 10. If you like what you hear... You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Kathy, I got you something. Me? Yeah, catch. Okay, ready? Oh, God. What is it? Here we go. Here it's, we go. A oh, it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Oh, that was ill-advised. It's a bag of spaghetti. Bag of spaghetti. Uh, we definitely need... Um, Did you pa- make a mess? Uh, we no. need paper towels because water spilled all over the oh. mic thing over here. Oh, I'm sorry. I no, it's okay. It wasn't moist at all. Did did we knock no, something over? No, not, not, yes, knocked my water I'm over. I'm sorry about that. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's a bag of spaghetti 
from the uh, Patty's pop-up that is here this morning inside the Plymouth Meeting Mall. And sure enough, yeah, they have all those things that you would expect from Sunny. Uh, they've um, been meticulous about it. Even, even what populates the actual pub setup is amazing. So the bag of spaghetti, you can also get uh, milk steak with a side of jelly beans. Is something going to be broken? Did I'm... Um, oh, maybe no. Marissa's mic. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry about that. You didn't right, know. Anyway, anyway uh, they, they actually made milk steak with a side of jelly beans. They've cooked this steak in milk. Milk steak? Uh, rum ham. So they have these hams that they soaked in rum for 24 hours. One of my favorite episodes, you remember that, where they were uh, uh, they were out at sea and the rum ham was floating away a la the volleyball? Oh, my God. In uh, Wilson and Castaway? Uh, and then they have some more edible uh, fare like the Italian hoagies and veggie hoagies yeah. and stuff like that and corned beef on rye. But they actually brought in the, uh, the grilled Charlie... Which is grilled peanut butter, cheese, butter, and chocolate syrup. And they made them. Yeah. They're there. Somebody's going to have to try one. Yeah, I'm so not feeling very adventurous this morning. I'm going to try one. I'll definitely try a few. But this stuff is, is very authentic. And what I love, Preston, is um, it, it's set up really kind of like for uh, selfies and uh, social media pictures. Right. So there's a whole bunch of things that are just going to resonate with any fan of the show. And it's there to the uh, to the 19th, by the way. So if you want to check that out. We'll do some giveaways in a little while. But we're going to do the um, Bizarre File Case. I need you. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. No, no, no. We gotta do. We gotta do. Uh, it's Friday. Yeah, it's not pre-Friday. It's actual Friday. So let us celebrate with Froggy. This In style, friends. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Uh, This morning's Bizarre File is brought to you by Natural Lawn of America. Safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. And you can schedule their full-service program and get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America, greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. We'll start in Florida. Always a good place to begin. Yes. Bizarre Files with. Kind of the home for the Bizarre Files. <clears throat> uh, security camera video shows the moment that a man was struck by an SUV as he was exiting a convenience store. Deputy said the driver of the SUV, a 21-year-old woman, meant to hit the brake but accidentally pressed the accelerator. You've got to get those two down. Moments before she <laughs> plowed into the plantation pantry, uh, taking one man with her. And in the video, the guy gets hit about uh, his waistline. He is thrown back into the store like he goes flying back in through the front door deputy said the man was transported to the hospital with injuries to his face from the broken glass he's expected to recover and the sheriff's office said the victim was talking and remained in good spirits and asking if his beer was okay (laughs) well that's the spirit after he got hit you had the story just i think it was last week or two weeks ago about the the older woman who hit the accelerator she was backing into a uh like an alfresco restaurant and I killed somebody. Yeah, watch uh-huh. this. We're looking at the video here in the studio. So he comes walking out. You see the car pulling up. Yeah. You think they're going to stop, and oh! all of a sudden, boom! Oh, my God, Jesus. dude. That's, oh, that's oh, bad. Geez. And she oh. runs, r- drives right into the front door and knocks him back into the store. Oh, my and, God, that's awful. Yeah, it's it's amazing this guy wasn't severely injured by that, but. 
He just wanted to make sure that his beer was okay. <laughs> Authorities have confirmed that a mummified body was found inside the wall uh, at Old Henry J. Kaiser Convention Center in Oakland. The sheriff's office confirmed reports that a body of undetermined sex and age was discovered inside of the wall at the long closed convention center located next to the lake located next to Lake Merritt and Laney College. Might have been Henry J himself. Uh, authorities said that the body has been inside the wall long enough to mummify, oh, wow. making it impossible to easily determine the person's age or gender. According to reports, the body was found by construction workers oh. as they demolished an interior wall. So this is probably someone that was murdered and then sealed into the wall, right? Yeah, I, mean, I can't imagine if someone was trapped in the wall and they were using it for construction purposes that you wouldn't be able to make yourself known by pounding on the wall. Yeah, it doesn't or, make any sense. Or notice somebody was missing. But then again, I guess maybe, I don't know, maybe a homeless person who uh, somebody who wasn't accounted for fell in and then was knocked on. It's possible. It's but possible. It, but it sounds like a I wonder how, foul play. You never know. How often on sites like this do they find stuff like that sealed in walls? Uh, the, the Henry J. Kaiser Center is owned by the city of Oakland and was closed in 2005 when officials decided Oakland's operating costs for the building were too expensive to sustain. Despite being declared an Oakland-designated historic landmark, the structure has fallen into increasing disrepair, or maybe after it was closed down, somebody fell back in there. It's possible. And there was nobody around. So we're going to declare a it a historical spot. That wraps it up. Uh, anyone seen Eddie? Right. <laughs> right. So the um, wow. when it comes down to decomposing bodies, like... They're the best. Are they? Yeah. Okay. No, no. Like, how do you get it to not... To, to, it to, has to, to mummify. It, it yeah. has to do with <clears throat> moisture. Okay, yeah. and if there's a condition where it is where there's not enough moisture, mm-hmm. then you can have uh, a mummification. Think of jerky. Okay. Like when they when they do that, they'll yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll dehydrate it. Yep. And by the way, so speaking of historical, there's a uh, documentary on Netflix. It's uh, it's called Worst Roommate Ever. And the yes. first episode, this woman killed so many people yeah. and buried them in her backyard, and uh, they wanted to uh, just knock the home down, but it's a historical home, and so it has to remain. Well, the, the, and who's going to buy that? There's a story that's, uh, and Press will have it at some point, uh, uh, that's a local story that's on that series. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Back to the bizarre file. The lips pouted to perfection, the neck long and poised, and the judges were sure that no do- Botox was involved as they awarded Qatar's largest cash, pr- cash prize for a camel beauty contest ah. in front of <laughs> so an enthusiastic Botox. crowd, yes. They actually do check for Botox. Yep, hundreds of spectators who poured into the isolated desert venue in land cruisers and jeeps threw up their scarves in celebration as the animal named Mingia oh, yeah. Gufran <laughs> was declared winner of the one million real prize, which uh, real is, uh, it'll be about $275,000, so a nice chunk of cash. Four reals. At the first Qatar Camel Festival late Tuesday, or Qatar as some pronounce it. Uh, the animal. <clears throat> you know those camels are sleeping with the judges. <laughs> uh, the animal paced nervously in a paddock as his owner collected the check and told how it had taken years to prepare the prize winning beast. Previous festivals were more local, but now Qatar has allowed in animals from across the region, drawing breeders from Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, and United Arab Emirates, along with millions of dollars at pri- uh, prizes at stake. Organizers were on alert after a recent festival in Saudi Arabia where 43 camels were disqualified after it was found that they were given drug enhancements to no. make their lips droopier and their humps more shapely. I can't stand a camel with implants. Uh, to pick the winners... 
The judges look at the size and beauty of the head, the length of the neck, and the position of the camel's hump. These are the most important points. For black camels, the size of its head can be a deal breaker, but for white camels, the consistency of the color counts. Authorities in Qatar and its neighbors are seeking to give traditional practices a higher profile as they compete with mega events such as football's World Cup and Formula One. Grand yeah, this will be bigger than the Super Bowl eventually. <laughs> yep. All right. You watching the camel thing tonight? One last story, and this is a uh, Philly-centric uh, story. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers, along with U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, recently seized a lot of prohibited leeches en route to Philadelphia. Oh, excellent. They oh, specifically man. seized six air cargo shipments containing nine plastic jars of the leeches, about 300 in total. Well, leeches are used well, for years, you know, long ago, were used for medical purposes. No, they still are. So, are so the bloodsuckers arrived in Bulgaria between February 19th and the 25th and were set to be mailed to locations in Connecticut, Florida, and Illinois. Inspectors identified them as Hirudo medicinalis, which are used in medical bloodletting treatments. And I they didn't were, realize they still did that. Yeah, uh. they do. They were uh, seized due to violating the Endangered Species Act. I have two friends that actually work for them. I wonder <laughs> if they were on this seizure. Because they've, they've seized some crazy things, but... Sure. Uh, yeah. Who uh, work for the... Uh, the... No, the leeches. <laughs> <laughs> no, work for... Uh, um, Customs and Wildlife? Oh, Customs, sorry. And We're leech peoples. We're leechers. That is what I have in the Bizarre File for you. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Let's give away a $50 gift card. Good for a ticket purchase for Patty's Pub's Pop-Up, which is at the Plymouth Meeting Mall. It's going now through the 19th, and you can bring your gang to this event, the worst bar in Philadelphia, <laughs> Patty's. Uh, this fan, and we'll take call number 15, by the way. Uh, this fan-created experience includes photo-ready props like Patty's Wagon to drop off uh, in the woods. Uh, and the not-so-sparkling clean bathroom glory hole <laughs> and the infamous bar with beer for purchase. All right, 215-263-WMMR. Caller 15. When we get back, Joe DeRosa is going to be a punchline tonight and tomorrow. will be joining us. Preston, can you name every animal that is mentioned in a Beatles song? Oh, come on, man. You already put me through that once on the spot. Don't make me do it again. You just watch the Preston Surprise Beatles trivia game on the Daily Rush, and that way you'll see how I did. You can test your own Beatles knowledge against mine while you watch it. Up now on WMMR.com. The next guest is been a while since we've talked to Joe, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's going to be uh, performing at Punchline tonight and tomorrow. I had a gig last night, and he is the pride of Collegeville, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Joe DeRosa yeah. is joining us. What's up, Joe? Hey. Hi, guys. How are you? Good, man. How are you doing, bud? I'm doing well, man. Um, this is my first time doing the show with no pants on. This is great. <laughs> We're not so sure about that. Uh, <laughs> so liberating. No, it's cool. So, yeah, you, you, did you have a show last night? Yeah, we had a show last night. And uh, more importantly, uh, there was a bar available after the show. <laughs> So, you were... so when they gave me the Zoom option, I was like, oh, oh Zoom. <laughs> yeah, we, had we the thought that was it. The case. We, yeah. We yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like, Joe doesn't want to come in tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. He had a gig last night. So. Yeah. yeah. With his lighting, Joe, and everything, you're kind of rocking an Elvis Costello vibe, I got to say. It's looking pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. The, uh, yes, I look, I, I look like a late phase Elvis Costello. <laughs> Double <laughs> Late loaded, phase. not yeah, not like young Costello. I've never looked like young Costello. I gotta, I gotta lose some weight, man. The, the, you do these zooms, 
and like it's like it, you just see it all. You know what I mean? You see what you need to do with your body. Oh my God! You know it. It, it is, uh, and we talk about this all the time. Uh, maybe Kathy and Marissa don't experience, it, but but finding a good picture or ever being satisfied with the way you look on video is just an alien concept mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. You just. It's horrible. I hate it. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. It, you know, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I don't want to, you guys have probably talked about this all, t- t- like, you know, I don't want to be repetitive with things you guys have already tread on, because I know you were on the air throughout the pandemic and stuff, but I just feel like, I was talking to my friend about this last night, I feel like everybody now, like, even though it seems like we're coming out of everything with COVID, now we're in, like, the PTSD phase of it. Like, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Like, where you're like, I got to lose the weight, but why lose the weight? Because what does life even mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are right. You're exactly oh, right. God. Yeah. Brutal, man. Yeah. It's like, you know, you can't. I just want to get some footing here. Like, like where, where are we going? I, I wonder, because, Joe, a lot of people are saying, well, this is going to be a good way for us to reset and appreciate you know what the the meaning of life and the good things but what if you of all that two year time just fixated on the horrible stuff mm. <laughs> and, and that's what you got out of it yeah i know it's we it's weird it's it's like you know i i always say that like if you if you came out of that two year stretch it, well god i mean it was almost three years right yeah yeah, yeah. so if you came out of that stretch and you were just exactly the same person like you, I feel like you missed an opportunity there <laughs> to like sort of do some digging or whatever. But at the same time, like if you came out of it and you were the same person, you might have just kept a good mental state through the whole thing. Because just because you're introspective doesn't mean it's going to go to a good place. You know <laughs> exactly I mean? right. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, just yes. ask Travis Bickle. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. <laughs> right. So. So it's but it's good to be back out here on the road. It's good to see you guys, even though it's over the computer. Um, and and congrats! Like I'm so happy to see you're still going strong. Oh, right. thanks. And yeah, it's been uh, it, it's been, we've we've actually in, enjoyed ourselves being able to come into work every every day. So we've been lucky in that regard. You know, you'd mentioned heading out last night and being back in town. Um, any friends come and hang out with you last night, or were you just uh, uh, meeting up with fans last uh, after the gig? Well, I have friends on the shows all weekend. I have Blake Wexler on with me. Oh, nice. Sick. But, yeah. Yeah. All good. Brian Sick is on with me. Um, um, uh, McKeever stopped by last night. Basically, the whole Shane Gillis crew uh, is in the house. Um, and Shane's one of my best friends. I wish he was here, too. But um, it's been fun, man. It's fun having the fr- my friends on the show. And then, yeah, and then on top of it, I have friends coming through all the shows, Family coming out Saturday. It's 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 you know it's Philly. It's a big weekend for me. Are you, are you friends fun. with uh, Tim Butterly too? Did he ha- happen to show up last night? Uh, he he's hangs with McKeever and, and would do like videos with him. I I I, know, I don't know Tim as well as I know the other guys, but I do. I I know Tim. Okay, because yeah. he's a funny follow on Twitter, and, and uh, apparently last week he ate some mushrooms that <laughs> some random person just gave to him. Oh boy! Yeah, I know. I he just you know he just. <laughs> Had a uh, picture of him sitting on a scale, and he's like, all right. He's like, he's going to get weird today. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, though, with that, the, 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 some of the video stuff that Shane Gillis and these guys are doing is hilarious stuff. Like, right. really? Uh, and it's it's funny because he had that whole SNL thing, but maybe this broke better for him this way because, um, you know, I mean, it, it's it's sharp. It's funny stuff. Like, really solid. I'm so proud of Shane. He... Um... You know, because I've known him 
since before the SNL thing. So I got to see him get that opportunity. And then I got to, you know, watch how insane that all got, you know, and unfortunate that whole situation right. came. And then I got to watch him bounce back from that. So, you know, it is kind of like a, it's like a, ba- a bit of a Balboa story. Um, but I, I was talking to him. I opened a bar and, and sandwich shop in New York and he had a party there recently. And I was, I, I was talking to him in the corner. I was like, dude, you got over 3 million hits on your YouTube special. It's not even anywhere near a year old. Like, do you understand? Like, you're like, this is beyond like you did well for yourself. Like you're opening doors for people. Like you're showing people what's possible right now. That's a huge thing. You know, that's a really, really big thing. I'm no, very proud of it. It is. And especially when you talk in terms of just in general, we're still in this amorphous time, which is, um, you know, YouTube traffic and, and uh, Twitter uh, hits and all of this stuff. And, and what it, what it boils down to in the long run, just because you're being exposed to it, are you retaining it? But you have quite frequently, you'll have someone who simply uh, dances and, and, and makes a fart sound with their mouth on TikTok. TikTok who's seen regularly larger audiences than you'll see on major news channels. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, that's what we're living in. It's pretty yeah, wild. It's insane. It's insane. Like, I think, I think like, you know, like, like anything with technology, right? The tools are there. And if you have the ability to utilize the tools, um, if you have the basic skill set, right, then the tools just enhance all that. So you might get lucky and strike oil with with the fart video, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but hey, it happens. God yeah. bless. But like, but but also, if you're, you know, they said this like in the '80s, man. Like when when like synths came out, you yeah, know, everybody you- was like, oh, anybody now can just. Put- hit a key on a thing and make a song and it's like well no like the cream rose like yeah. the bands that were good and knew how to use it lasted and the one hit wonders came and went good point and right. i think like you know it's it's any technology is that and, and tiktok is just the latest version of it yeah you know you're right because eventually what happens is you get the initial run you get the glut and yeah. then and then you have to rise by virtue of your talent level and i think we're starting to uh to to veer into that uh, you, yeah. you, you uh, uh, and you jumped on something and bet on something that spoke, I think, to the pandemic realm and is is still great. Is your uh, taste buds um, oh, conversations with with Sal, which is we do that all the time. That fuels so much of. You know, well, we just did a segment. We, yeah, we just did, this, did it. Friday, we do this yeah. segment called The Connoisseur, and, and we talk about food all the time. By the way, Sal is Sal Volcano of Impractical Jokers. So, great. Yeah. Uh, so that, yeah, yeah. We, just had, we just had a lengthy discussion about Cooper Sharp cheese <laughs> uh, just a little while ago. And you, being a sandwich shop owner, uh, mm-hmm. I, I would assume you make that an option for cheese at your shop, or you we should. Don't have, we, I love Cooper Sharp. We don't have it at the moment because one of the things I noticed with... Uh, with um, uh, sandwich, <laughs> having a food place, it's like it's like buying paint. If you're a painter, you're like, well, I'm gonna buy red because I use a lot of red, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> you buy what you like. You buy what you what you what you use. Yeah, <laughs> like, that pink is gonna go bad because uh, we don't use it enough. So um, no, but uh, so I would love to. Bring Cooper Sharp in on something. We're, we're we're starting to bring in new stuff. We have this amazing guy named Dave in the kitchen now, who's our chef, and we're doing some cool stuff. But I'm a big fan of Cooper Sharp cheese. But Joe, with that with that podcast with you and you and Sal, isn't it um, amazing how much discussion you can have 
just about food. Just about food. We love talking about food, and, and, and the audience loves it. Everybody gets engaged in that. Yeah, it's like, it's incredible. That So that podcast was born out of real arguments that Sal and I were having in life. <laughs> and he was like, should we make this a podcast? And I was like, yeah. And then he got cold feet, and I, I literally go, I go, Sal, we're leaving money on the table. Yeah. We're doing this way when we hang out. We might as well record it yeah. and, and put it out. Like, it's <laughs> happening either way. But, um, but um, it, 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 it's just, it was a real natural thing between us. And then when we put the show out, we realized, oh my God, all these other people relate and and feel the same way. We were at Radio City Music Hall two nights ago to see a concert, and um, you know, he's 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 sounds a pretty hooked up guy. So they brought us up to the to the private lounge. We were up there, and you know, it was really nice. There was like a bar and and uh, jumbo prawns and whatever. You know? <laughs> jumbo <Nice>. prawns. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice environment. Yeah. We started talking about cookies, and he goes. <laughs> He goes, um, what do you think about E.L. Fudge for a battle? And I go, I go look, I love an E.L. Fudge, but I'll, I'll take Fudge Stripes over E.L. Fudge. And he goes, oh, that's right, man. I meant Fudge Stripes. I meant Fudge Stripes. And I go, okay, well, I love Fudge Stripes. And he goes, well, I want to rep them in a battle. And I go, okay, I'll go against Fudge Stripes. And he was like, he's like, what would you dare put against Fudge Stripes? And I go, I'll put Fig Newtons against Fudge Stripes any day of the week. And he's like, you'll lose. And we started... I'm not kidding. We started screaming at each other. <laughs> That's the passion. Yeah. Hang on, Joe. Watch your language. Sorry, sorry. It's all right. This is not it. a podcast, Joe. I got it. Sorry. That's, That's how right? passionate yeah, I got yeah. it. Don't worry about okay, it. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all I'm good. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That was great. Uh, I haven't been out of the house in three years. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he's going, yeah, he's going, what the F is a Newton? And I'm going, I'm going, you didn't even remember the name of your cookie cookie. <laughs> Yes. When we were screaming, and I swear to God, our friend was like, "Guys, people are like looking at you. Like, <laughs> you have to stop. Like, stop." And we, I was just like, "Dude, save it. Just save it. Let's stop. Save it for the show." Save oh show. God, that but, must that must be something that you you always have to say. We do it a lot of times. We'll we'll, we'll come into something, a topic, and save it for there. Put save it for on air. Save it for on air because you immediately get passionate about it at that time. If you're yeah, and, and about the cookie thing, let me see, because I bring this up all the time and not a lot of people remember. Do you remember Fudge Town cookies? Uh, it sounds familiar. Okay. Now, the whole, was that the brand or was that just the type? It was the name, you know of, I mean? the name of the cookie was Fudge Town. I, maybe Keebler made it, but they had fudge in it. But the whole cell of the cookies and in the middle of the cookie was a, was a hole with the dollop of fudge that you would, that was kind of the prize of chewing through the cookie. But no one. Really remembers remember it. Remembers those. the ad campaign. Fudge towns. I thought maybe with your culinary chops, you might you might remember this, but I guess not. It sounds it sounds familiar when you said the dollop of fudge in the middle. It looked almost like there was like a Hershey kiss in the middle, right? It, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. That'd be fair. I Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So who's angrier, you or Sal? Um. On on average in life, me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but I, I I one of the great joys of the show is I brought it out of him. So like people like the fans will write like oh my god I never saw Sal Sal snap before like That's holy great. god like hey. if there's a clip 
I just I just retweeted it. There's a clip of us arguing grilled cheese and peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> he gets so mad in the clip that like he's, he literally starts turning red and he's screaming at me. And he's going, you stupid bastard. You stupid bastard. And, I, and I, I'm laughing in his face. I'm going, you're the color of jelly. So so you were mad. You like, were grilled cheese, Joe? I was grilled cheese. Okay. I won that one. I, uh, yeah, I won that one. So, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong. You lived in L.A. You're 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 New York based now. Yeah, yeah. I moved back. I, you know what? I moved back December of what was it, 2018? Okay. I, I moved back two months before the pandemic hit. It was crazy. And then, um, but yeah, so I was but, out there for six years. Are uh, you doing? Are you still doing like uh, TV stuff? Are you uh, going to be on Better Call Saul? Not. I'm not at liberty to say. Okay. <laughs> that means yes. The trailer for the final season came out yesterday, I think. So. All right. Yeah, yeah. So did the Obi-Wan trailer. Did you guys see the Obi-Wan I, I trailer? I did. I'm, yeah. I'm so on board. Where, cool. uh, Preston is, has not been watching the, uh, the other series, and, and even you said, okay. I mean, I, it's because I like Ewan McGregor so much. And, I, yeah, the, the Mandalorian, uh, it just didn't it didn't catch me. And, and uh, I haven't watched uh, Boba Fett, but, uh, but I think I might be down with Obi-Wan. It looks pretty cool. I didn't like The Mandalorian at first, and then second season is when it got good, when they brought in Boba Fett and the Jedi and all that stuff. That's when it got cool. And the Obi-Wan series, to me, looks much more cinematic. The Obi- So, like, these past series, they look like TV shows. They look like Star Wars versions of TV shows. Yeah. Like, like the way, like, Battlestar Galactica used to look. But the Obi-Wan footage so far, it looked like, to me, remember when, like, they used to do real miniseries on yes. TV? Oh, yeah. You know? They'd do like War and Peace or whatever, you know, and it'd mm-hmm. be like this big event. It looks way more like one of those to me. Well, and I agree. What they've been able to do with the technology, um, so I, I love The Mandalorian. Thought Boba Fett was good. Uh, and I, I love that they're sort of taking these old storylines that kind of dead ended or weren't giving their just, you know, uh, screen time and polishing them up and, and creating this whole thing. And, and we've often said that in the second trilogy, Ewan McGregor was the heart and soul of that whole thing. I mean, he's he's the one who really sold it all on every level. So I'm excited. Yeah. I'm also excited for the concept that he's on the run and they're looking for him, uh, and that that's a cool thing. I mean, so you know, yeah. you know, yeah. Bill Burr for Christ's sake. The, the most hilarious thing is Bill Burr. No one's more has been more <laughs> vocal about hating Star Wars and the fandom, and here he is. He ends up in the Mandalorian, and he's great. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's 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 so crazy. It's wild. Like he he's it's he's he's really rubbed that in my face. <laughs> Which is but uh, you know what's funny? It's payback for um and he's actually said this. Uh it's payback for who's the <laughs> who's the manager of the Yankees? What's oh, uh, jo- oh, Joe Torre or, or, or George Steinbrenner or, from years no, ago. No, no, no. No, Steinbrenner's gone. Right, yeah. Steinbrenner. Is Joe Torre right? You're, you're talking about the current manager, the yeah, manager yeah. or the general manager? The jet, the big guy. Who's the big guy? That was the, that was Steinbrenner. Yeah, but he means now. Who's, oh, I don't know. Who's now? I think Brian it's Joe Torre. Brian Cashman. No, Brian Cashman. There we yes, go. Okay. Um, I, I, my friend called me and he goes, uh, "We won uh, Yankee tickets at an auction. Me and my dad. You want to go with us to the game? We're going to sit in a box." And I said, "Yeah, sure." And we go to the game. I couldn't have cared less. I just went for the because I'm not a sports guy. I went for the free food. Right. And, um, <laughs> and we're drinking. This guy Brian comes in and he's like, hey, "Let me show you around." He's like, taking us into the boardroom. <laughs> you know? 
And I was talking to Bill later that day, and I'm like, I don't know, this guy Brian Cashman. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, who is that? Like, we were in his box. And he's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, so when he got Star Wars, he was like, this is like when you got to sit with that guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for Burr, that would be the big win. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my God. Nice. He was nice, though. Nice. He gave me a can of uh, Brian Cat. I still have it. He gave me a can of fake dog poop. <laughs> what? He <can> spray. <laughs> oh, yeah. He can spray on the ground as a prank. He said he does it as a prank to pe- to the Yankees. Like, he was like a big, like, prank star. <laughs> when you have vast amounts of wealth or you're, you're in a high position like that, you tend to gravitate towards the most, like, whoopee cushions and stuff yeah. like that. Right. Yeah, you, you, yeah. Like, there's a party that's got to be forever a child. Yeah. He gave me stink powder, too. <laughs> What? I swear to God. And he also gave me, um, he introduced me to these things called bean, they're called bean boozled. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We've, we've had those on the air. Some of them are absolutely repulsive. Horrible. Putrid. Yeah. yeah. They're disgusting. They're disgusting. And the only, my only beef with bean boozled is I hate that they mix real ones in. Yeah. yeah. With flavors like i wish it was all gross because sometimes because i i brought them to parties as a prank and then like if somebody gets a good one it's annoying you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. <laughs> were, were you as a kid were you a fan do you remember the johnson and smith catalog which was all the pranks all the classics you pull the piece of yeah. gum out it snaps your finger were you a fan of those disappearing ink yeah yeah, I love that stuff. Like, I remember, I love that stuff. And it was always in the back of Mad Magazine, I think, yeah. right? Yes. Or, 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 and, like, comic books comic always books. had an insert. Yep. I remember that was when I was a kid, when I first saw Pee-wee's Big Adventure, that was my favorite part, <laughs> was that he got to go to that shop with yes. all, like, the Oh, I love it, yeah. And I was, I remember as a kid being, like, so, like, I'm so jealous that that existed, that kind of store existed somewhere, and I, I, I couldn't get to one. Um, and now I see them, and I'm too old. But yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Apparently not. No. So there was a shop right. that was like that, but it was inside Six Flags Great Adventure in, in New Jersey. Ah. You would walk through the the uh, the uh, front gates. And uh, maybe 20 yards up on the right was this magic shop. And it was just like that shop in Pee-Wee's Big Adventure. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It was magic. Awesome. It was jokes. Nice. And, oh, man, yeah. And I same thing. I mean, I think we're around the same age. But I felt the same way when I saw that movie. Yeah, but now yeah. you got to get your entertainment the right way. And you got to go see Joe Punchline. <laughs> there that's you go. Right. That's yeah. how you do it. No two ways about it. What a segue. Yeah. we got to wrap it <laughs> up. I, I apologize, Joe. But... Uh, listen, man, it is great to have you. I know we're not in the studio together, but is, Zoom is one of the great things that came out of the pandemic. You didn't have to come in hung over here to the studio in the morning. <laughs> and we can check in with you via this. Um, but uh, Joe is going to be at uh, Punchline uh, tonight and tomorrow, 7.30 and 9.45, uh, both shows. And uh, Blake Wexler, is he he's on the bill, too, or is he just hanging out with you? No, no, no. Blake is featuring, and Brian Six is hosting. And nice. then... Um, I think some other Philly guys are going to be popping through for guest spots, awesome. and uh, you know, I'm hoping I'm hoping I can get Toure down there, man. I haven't seen oh, Toure's oh. before. We Such just a great guy. We talked to him the other day. He's great. Yeah, so that'd the be best. great if he showed he up. Started me out, so I'm trying to get him through. But uh, but we're there. Come through. Two shows tonight. Two more shows tomorrow night. Um, I love you guys, man, and I hope to see you soon. I, if you guys are doing, I, I, please, like, if you're doing one of the stand-up fundraisers again or whatever, give me a shout, man. Awesome. I, I would love we definitely, yeah, Joe. definitely. Thank you, Joe. We appreciate that. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. Joe DeRosa, guys. Yay!
and uh, punchline. Yeah, Joe uh, yeah. did the camp out for hunger one year. Yeah, he, he did. did. And, and now that I know that he's New York based, I always just I just assumed that he was in L.A. I had no idea that he moved, and so he's so close. And so when we were doing these stand up comedy nights at the camp out for hunger, you would have these guys coming down from New York. It was just easier to yeah. do, you know. Than flying somebody across the country to do that, so some, um, some killer bills we had on those. Yeah, shows. no, we really did. Hey, mention the the the, the little jokey stuff, the little uh, things that you could buy. What was the the, the shop? Was it uh, ten below, five below, uh, five below? Is it five below? Everything's yeah. five bucks. They would yeah. have some of those. They quirky. had they had a whole section of that. So uh, uh, like you know uh, itching powder and and fake worms blood, and, but, you know, and blood the... blood capsules right. and, and things like my Which, favorite by thing. The way... oh, sorry, case guys. No, no, I, you're no I was gonna say five below now has a ten dollar section. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. My favorite thing was that it was a ketchup bottle, and you squeeze it, and then a, a, string. a string, string came out. A red string. Yes. Yeah. I yes. need to have one of those. A lot of times at uh, <laughs> hibachi restaurants and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that, they, they pull oh, that yeah. little joke uh, on you. And so. it never fails. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, with that, we should take a quick break, come back in a moment. But you know what? I'm going to give away another uh, pass. No, actually, another uh, $50 gift card good for ticket purchase for Patty's Pop-Up which is in uh, the Plymouth Meeting Mall. It's now through the 19th. And we'll take uh, caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. And you can do photo ops inside Patty's pop-up, including a kitten with mittens, a rum ham in a raft, (laughs) uh, the virgin mother, denim chicken, uh, the green man, and a full recreation of Charlie's Pepe Saliva <laughs> Salvia doesn't exist conspiracy. So you know the board, yes, yeah. all the strings and everything. <laughs> so they got all they that, were meticulous that stuff set up. So we'll take the twelve caller two one five two six three WMMR, and we will be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Join Preston Elliott Saturday from 1230 to 2.30 at the Kimmel Cultural Campus before the Philly Pops presents Pop Rock's Let It Be. Celebrating the Beatles' final release, the Fab Four's greatest hits will be performed live with a full orchestra. Info and tickets at phillypops.org slash let it be. So last week, I don't. I think we had too many things going on and I didn't get to clean out the junk drawer. I'm not going to make that mistake twice. Oh? Let's clean it out. And get these great stories that are otherwise going to go into the trash. And uh, let's see what we can find. Let's dig in here. I al- I told you I almost had enough stuff for City Beat, so I'm going to start with some local things. Okay. Um, I got the press release for this. The Philadelphia School of Circus Arts. I saw that. <laughs> has the return of their summer circus camp in Mount Airy. When you were a kid, did you ever have that classic dream of... Running away with the circus? Yeah, you know, uh, it was um, Toby Tyler. Wait, was it Toby Tyler? No, what was the the, um, the kid who ran away with the circus? It was it was a well known story. Oh, um, I the kids book. Been, I think it might have been it's Toby kids Tyler. Book. And and there was a uh, Steve. There was it was a black and white TV show. Yes, Circus um, Boy. And and yeah, I had I definitely wanted to go away. And and the movie the movies like Circus Circus. Right. Where, I mean, uh, um, now it's all blending oh, come together. On now. Uh, what's the movie with uh, Burt Lancaster and they um, uh, they tried to do the triple uh, trapeze? Oh, oh, oh um, I forgot I, what it was. I think it's called Trapeze, is it not? It might have been Trapeze. Yeah. So anyway, um, yes, to answer your question, right, yes. I wanted to be flying high on the trapeze. And for me, it was Circus of the Stars. They ah. did that every year for uh, a little while and then it stopped. But uh, same thing, Preston, the trapeze, I just wanted to... 
do flips off of the trapeze and land into that net. Yeah, it's it's enticing until you get up on the platform. Yeah. Oh, on the contrary, I did so. I did this circus yeah. school when they had it outside, and the trapeze was my favorite part because you could do the flips. You're in a harness, and, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah your harness, uh, you're, it's very safe, but um, <laughs> you can grab the other bar. You can like grab. Um, they have a guy swinging, and he'll grab your arms and like swing you over to the next place. That's pretty cool. Or flip onto the the net, which is to me the most fun part. Yep. So they're going to do this, and no prior experience is needed for the camp. Each session lasts a week, culminates in a, an immersive circus show uh, presented to family and friends, and children will walk the wire, take to the air, and juggle their creativity. Uh, it happens from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at uh, PSCA's beautiful circus campus in Mount Airy. Do they teach you how to be a disgruntled Clown paying child support. No, <laughs> I did see some of the pictures. I think there is like a clown portion of. Oh, it. I believe it. Yeah, they used to be the, down in Florida, the classic, famous Ringling Brothers Clown School. It's at wow. it was in Sarasota, right? Clown College. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I don't think it's open anymore. In fact, Stevo went there. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yes, acrobatics, what's, all that. What's yep. the age group for this? So here's the here's the deal, uh, Kathy. June 20 through August 26. So there are options for kids. Ages four and five, which are the tots, six and seven are the juniors, eight to 12 is youth, and 13 to 18 for teens. Got it. So they've got it uh, broken down into uh, different um, different groups, which that's is different, like a different cool. type of camp. You yeah, know? totally. I think that'd be awesome, man. All right, so that's one thing in the junk room. Fun it sounds like you're rooting through a, a drawer. It does, yeah. doesn't it? Well, I am. It's, it's underneath here. You can't see it. It's, it's under amazing. the console. Um, so here's another City Beat type story, and that is, um, this was just announced, Marissa gave me this, Star Wars Return of the Jedi in concert, and the Philly Pops will play John Williams' iconic musical scores live as the film is projected on three giant screens, and this takes place at the Man Music Center. It's a trap. Uh, tickets go on sale for this today, by the way, uh, so August 11th is uh, when that will take place. I'm headed to uh, doing the Philly Pops, uh, the Beatles Let It Be. Is it this weekend? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, Very tomorrow. cool. Doing the uh, the daytime show, which should be pretty cool. Uh, if you've never seen the Philly Pops, it's so great. It's excellent. They play music that you know, as yeah. opposed to when you go to the symphony. Right. And you might be hearing passages that you have. No, what is this crap? You don't yeah. have any. Well, yeah. you don't have a correlation. You don't right. have anything to tie it into or any memory of it. And it's much better, of course, when you hear music and you know it, and, and uh, you can uh, enjoy it in that regard. So uh, that is going on sale today, by the way. So that's just another thing. Oh yes, um, daylight savings time. Yes, uh, or saving time. Apparently, it's not uh, plural. I've, I've always said daylight savings, but. Uh, so that is on Saturday night slash Sunday mornings. Actually, Sunday mornings when it takes. This is the impactful one that everyone talks about. This is where we lose the hour, yeah. correct? And that it they've done uh, studies that say it is actually a real detrimental thing for a good portion of the population. Right. And I'm actually glad that Nick's not here today because Nick is very vocal about this. He's very passionate about <laughs> it. He wants he wants it to be gone. Yeah. Um, and, and therefore, if we were to have a discussion about it, I know he would pounce on it immediately. <laughs> and God bless Nick. I love him to death. But I, I'm curious as to, do you guys even, do you, does it happen? No. Does it weight on you at all that you have to change it, it the doesn't bother me i'll tell you the one thing in a way in in the, going into the winter side and the and the cooler side my decorations that are illuminated around the yeah. house uh, you get, you more, get time more time enjoying right. them. Yeah, yeah. Right. so so uh it actually does work in my favor on that level and then the, just when you want it to be extended days on mm-hmm. the clock it is that so yeah. you know we are 
the notion of being outside at eight o'clock and it's still sunny and you know right. it's still it's great. it's great. The yeah. only thing that sucks is if you do actually have something on Sunday morning to do and you actually lose that hour of sleep. A lot of times. I don't have anything on Sunday morning, so it doesn't matter if I sleep in till nine and it's really ten, or if I sleep in till eight and it's really nine. It doesn't. That doesn't really matter. What I think is, um, I appreciate the later on. You know, so like whatever getting, time, getting what, the hour, whatever time it is on Sunday morning. That yeah, sure, that blows. But on Sunday night, yeah, when it's six o'clock and sunny. You know, oh, I I'm see. Like, you know, yeah. oh, okay. This this was an. It was Here's kinda, my payoff. It's kind of like getting underwear for for Christmas. Sure, it's you know, it's not that great of a present. But then when you open that underwear, you're like, okay, new underwear is pretty good. Okay, you know what I'm saying. When somebody like Nick talks about it, though, I'm I you know I'm like, okay, well that makes sense. Like whatever you're saying, that that makes sense. But other than that, and somebody like that talking about it, I don't think about it, and I right. don't care. Right. I I look forward to this time. I look forward to having the later days. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think that's great. Uh, and then, to be honest, when we switch the other way, I look forward to gaining that extra hour I, over I the next too. few days. So I, I kind of like well, it, I guess. I have decorations I have to think about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like it when the bar stays open for an extra hour. There you go. Oh, yeah. Bonus yeah. night. There you go. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't. They don't do that. They still close. They, they keep it. They close at, at whatever time. They don't push it an extra hour. Not the bars. At, at <laughs> Do you guys uh, go around your house and make sure that all of the clocks match to the exact that, minute? That's less a um, uh, um, uh, an issue now. The only clock I need to adjust in my house is the clock on the stove. Everything yeah. else is wi fi and changes oh. itself automatically. The microwave? Microwave changes itself? Um, stove, coffee maker, and microwave. I have really? to do stove, microwave, and then I have two uh, analog clocks because I like to have uh, an analog clock uh, around that. Uh, and, and my alarm clock. Um, and yeah. yeah, and then the rest. I of have an atomic sense. clock also that I that um, that'll change automatically. It, it, yeah. Well, and it pumps out so much radiation, Preston, because uh, it's, it's pure radioactive. Atomic power. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, this is a handful. It's no big deal. I can actually it used to be a lot more. Actually, I have three uh, analog clocks that I have to go and uh, change back. But on. yes, Marissa, I like to. I will make sure that all of those clocks. I will uh, with my watch. I'll get it right up to that moment where the the minute changes, and I'll change it to that minute, and then I'll set it. And so I hope that they're all very, very close to being in sync. Yeah, I stand at, like, the microwave and the stove and hit, like, set and go at the same time. So yeah. Because I don't want them to be out of sync. I don't, have to, I don't try to do it by the second, but I do try to get them <laughs> within, you know, a minute. Definitely, or 30 seconds. This slice of pizza I just reheated is off by 18 <laughs> seconds. Somebody pointed out that, um, uh, and, and I agree with this, so we've now, for those of us who get up before the sun, uh, the past week and a half, two weeks or so has been nice because we have some sunshine when we crack the mics on the air. It's great. That's going to go away for It'll a go away uh, uh, yeah. for a few weeks. So, But, um, you know, whatever. So it is this weekend. But listen, there are... Um, Legislators that always get fired up this time of year yeah. and are starting to propose that we try to just keep the clocks where they are. I'd be all right with that too. Would it be I wild guess. if Nick becomes that 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 he gets elected president based, based on that on that alone, the yeah. popularity of his stance on daylight saving time. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, don't forget it's this weekend. Just a heads up on that. I the wreck of the endurance has been found in the Antarctic 106 years after the historic ship was crushed in pack ice and sank during an expedition by the explorer Ernest Shackleton. 
An amazing story. Yeah, so... It's been done in a mini-series. It's been done in a Nat Geo documentary series. It's fascinating. A team of adventurers, marine archaeologists, and technicians located the wreck at the bottom of the Weddell Sea, east of the Antarctic Peninsula, and they used undersea drones uh, to help get it done. Battling sea ice and freezing temperatures, the team had been searching for more than two weeks in a 150-square-mile area around where the ship went down in 1915. So a little bit of history on this. It's uh, the Endurance 144-foot, three-masted wooden ship uh, holds a revered place in polar history because it spawned one of the greatest survival stories in the annals of exploration. Its location nearly 10,000 feet down in waters that are amongst the iciest on Earth placed it among the most celebrated shipwrecks that had not been found. So John Shears, the expedition's leader, said we've made polar history with the discovery endurance and successfully completed the world's most challenging shipwreck search. The first images of the the ship since those taken by Shackleton photographer Frank Hurley revealed parts of the vessel in astonishing detail. It's amazing in what kind of shape this thing is. Well, they explain why it's in such good condition. Uh, So uh, it's upright, clear of seabed, and in a brilliant state of preservation. The relatively pristine appearance was not unexpected, given the cold water and the lack of wood-eating marine organisms in the Weddell Sea that have ravaged shipwreck elsewhere. So it doesn't have that living... That bio issue that would have started to yep. tear it apart. Uh, did, did it not blow your mind when you saw the pictures? Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, uh, Hewley's photographs before the sinking had shown major damage uh, to and the collapse of the ship's mast and rigging, and there had obviously, obviously had been damage to the hull. Mister Bound had uh, expected most of the ship to be in one piece. Uh, the hump for the wreck, wreck, which cost more than ten million dollars, was provided by a donor who wished to remain anonymous. It was conducted from a South American, uh, South African icebreaker. Uh, the ba- this is interesting. This is how they found it, okay? So the battery-powered submersibles combined the seafloor or comb the seafloor twice a day for about six hours at a time. They would use sonar to scan a swath of the smooth seabed looking for anything that rose above it. And once the wreck, that's how they narrowed it down. Yeah. And once the wreck was located several days ago, the equipment was swapped for high-resolution cameras and other instruments to make detailed images and scans. Uh, under the terms of the Arctic uh, Arctic Treaty, the six-decade-old six pact intended to protect the region, so the wreck is considered a historical monument. So they can't have with it. They can't touch it. Uh, the images and scans will be used as the basis for educational materials and museum exhibits. Uh, Shackleton had left England aboard the Endurance with a crew of uh, 27 in 1914, um, and it was supposed to be the starting point for an attempt by him and his small party to be the first to cross Antarctica. Uh, they never made it to the polar beyond, uh, but uh, and his leadership in rescuing all of his crew and his exploits, which included an 800-mile open boat journey across the treacherous southern ocean to the island South Georgia, made him a hero in Britain. It's amazing. I mean, it, again, that he was able to pull that off with what he had is just astonishing. So uh, Shackleton was tripped up by the Weddell's notoriously thick, long-lasting sea ice, which results from a circular current that keeps much ice within it. Uh, in early January 1915, Endurance became stuck less than 100 miles from its destination and drifted with the ice for more than 10 months as the ice slowly crushed it. So, yeah, they were, and there's tons of uh, pictures because they had a, you know, a, a photographer on the mission of them standing around and looking at the thing. And, in fact, the this ship that helped find 
uh, the endurance got stuck for a little while in that very same ice in that very same situation. But obviously, it's a much more reinforced. It's, am- it's amazing those guys survived. Yeah, yeah, that they were able to eventually get out of there. They all survived. They all survived. They did. From what I understand. Yeah. Wow. So. Pretty crazy, and now they have this ship in great detail uh, as they found it, and they have these great cameras that can uh, take all these uh, videos and pictures of it. It's pretty damn awesome, man. All right, what else do I have for you? This morning? I'm I'm really curious what Pierre thinks about this, I, and I hope he gets one of these. The Endurance? Nope. Oh, <laughs> the Volkswagen Microbus is getting an all-electric makeover. Oh, yeah. Really? Now, I saw the inside of it, and I think it might be too minivan-esque for Pierre, but I really hope he gets one of these, man. It's, it's kind of his so legendary cool. vehicle, right? Yep. Uh, Volkswagen, the German auto giant, said on Wednesday uh, that they had unveiled the modern iteration of the VW <laughs> bus. It's called the VW ID Buzz. Get it? Bus. <laughs> whose exterior was inspired by the original. On the outside, it's got a lot of similarities to the old uh, bus. It's not as completely chopped off in the front. It's right. got a little bit of a hood on it, but not much. Yeah, I, and I love the microbus. It's like a, a dream car for me. But the only thing is, it's just, it, it seems so dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because there's, yeah. there's essentially nothing between you and a head-on collision. Yep. Uh, so the ID Buzz and its commercial version, the ID Buzz Cargo, are set to debut in Europe later this year. Uh, the company is scheduled to roll out a specially designed U.S. version that has a longer wheelbase, and it will be available for American consumers in 2024. So Peter so, might be ready for a new car. By he now. loves his Tesla, though. I know. You know? But this is an electric yeah. vehicle, too. So, right. So, you know, uh, maybe that'll satisfy his needs. He has to think, what car would he feel most confident with flooding out? Yeah. VW <laughs> uh, did not say how much the vehicle will cost, nor did it specify how long it will be able to drive on the full charge. Based on the 11 kilowatt alternating current, indications are that a full charge could yield as much as 300 miles. Probably more than that by the time they get to it, I would think. Uh, the inaugural European version will be outfitted with a battery pack that boasts 81 kilowatts of energy uh, of which is uh, seventy seven, excuse me, seventy seven kilowatts is usable. The battery will power the real axle motor, whose horsepower is clocked at two hundred and one. Uh, VW also capped the vehicle speed at ninety miles an hour, which is thirty miles an hour faster than the original bus. <laughs> like that could top out right at sixty miles an hour. That's absolutely flooring it. <laughs> Uh, the ID Buzz also offers a spacious interior with front seats that can be moved up to nine and a half inches forward and back. Uh, there's a three-person bench seat in the rear that can be folded down completely or an even split 40-60. And look, well, see, this would be perfect because the steering wheel comes with a hair caddy. Uh, and the interior will also be environmentally conscious. In lieu of leather, the company uses recycled materials and a fabric made from uh, collected from ocean plastic as well as PET bottles. The pets, like from your cats and oh, stuff like that. Oh, okay, no, I didn't make it that. out of their skin. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that's like uh, one-time-use bottles. Yes, or probably, like yeah. That. Uh, owners of the ID Buzz should expect to charge uh, their vehicles um, from 5% power to 80% in just 30 minutes. Uh, so I'm all curious. Right. All right. I, I would love to see Pierre get one of these. I don't know if that still speaks to him or not, but when he gets here, we'll ask him about yes. it. Yes. All right, what else? Super Nintendo World, the immersive theme park that allows visitors to play some of their favorite games in real life, will be opening at Universal Studios Hollywood in 2023. 
But people are addicted, you know, even at this point in time, to Nintendo and oh, to man. these games. How Just many addicted? There, there are so many um, people that still play this. Yes, on like, on like uh, Twitch and stuff. Constantly, it's it's still yeah a, a game that my daughter loves to play it. Absolutely, still. Which so, one does she play? I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure because we've got we have all of them. Uh, so I'm not sure which one she focuses on, but uh, yeah, I Mario Kart. I think it's no, it's not Kart. I think she likes to play the regular oh, all right. the worlds, uh, the yeah. interior, uh, the the uh, the Mario, Super Mario Brothers, right, and yep. so on. Uh, with its first location having opened in Universal Studio Japan in March of last year, the latest iteration will mark the only Super Nintendo World in the United States. Uh, the official announcement of the park also described it as a visual spectacle with vibrant colors and architectural ingenuity. Cool. Uh, while Super Nintendo World technically can cover all Nintendo properties, the parks have focused on Mario games and their many characters, from being able to play real-life Mario Kart uh, cool. to, play, to playing live-action Mario video game courses. There appears to be something for everyone. So my friend got uh, one for Christmas. And... <laughs> Uh, so he, this was a gift from his parents, not from Santa Claus. So he knew where it was, where it was hidden and it was wrapped. He unwrapped it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, meticulously unwrapped it, took it out, played it, right? Put it back put in it the box. all back in the box, <laughs> wrapped it back up. Oh all right. Is... I have to ask you, was it a Nintendo entertainment system? It was a Super Nintendo. A yeah, Super Nintendo. Yeah, so okay. it was, uh, that, I believe that came out when we were in high school. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh you're talking about back in the day? <clears throat> yeah. You did yeah. this. Okay. That's pretty funny. Wow. Yeah, it's like steaming an envelope open. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I um, can't find out. Uh, so, yeah. So they're looking to do this at uh, Universal Studios in Hollywood. Uh, which is great. It's not as big and as it, it's still solid. It's not as big as the one in Orlando, but I've been to the one in uh, in California twice. It's nice. It's really cool. Yeah. All right. So they will uh, they will be opening up. There. The thing is, if if they like, for example, I had heard that the Jurassic now Jurassic World opened up at Universal in Orlando, and I, I had heard that they were going to replicate those those vehicles, those round vehicles that you roll around in. That's not the case. It's a roller coaster. Oh. And it's kind of a similar thing, but okay. uh, you know the the notion that you could get on a track or do something and play like Mario a, Kart. I mean, come on, <laughs> driving one. Yeah, that'd be awesome, yeah. man. Right. All right. Uh, let's go in here. Get another one. Uh, so the first patient to have a heart transplant with an organ from a genetically modified pig passed away on Tuesday. Oh, man. Uh, David Bennett Sr., who had severe heart disease, received the heart in early January. He was fifty-seven. It's not clear. Why he died, they haven't said yet. They're going to do a full evaluation and publish the results. So, wait, he had it this January? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, but but he had lasted, like, a couple of weeks, and we were all like, wow. Like, this is amazing. Still not bad. It's still pretty solid. Yeah. You're talking about, you know, a, an organ from a pig lasting says, this long. It says here, a safe fell on his head. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. But they, they're In not an unrelated sure. incident. <laughs> a safe fell on his head. <laughs> we think the heart gave out. Uh, Bennett's death, by the way, uh, shows the challenges of animal to human transplants called xenotransplantation. Uh, advocates of the technique imagine a steady supply of animal organs could help uh, treat to the thousands of people on a wait list for organ transplants. <laughs> oh, this, is, this is the moment. You can clearly hear the impact of the safe yeah. when it fell. I just, I don't know. They, why do they keep them up so high? I don't, I don't Outside know. Outside of building entrances. They weigh so much, yeah. you know. And then attach them with small ropes. Yes. Uh, researchers and surgeons have uh, 
shared a wave of success in recent months, including his transplant, which initially appeared successful, and the attachment of a pig kidney uh, to a brain dead patient on a ventilator. Uh, they, the family had agreed to allow them to do this to see if they could do it. Yeah, you know, uh, using essentially donating the body to science or, or having them. It's all about organ rejection and making yeah. you know what, what they can get away with. That's yeah. it. How long can it last? I just know? want to remind our listeners that we have a guy who listens to the show. He's a fan of the show. He lives in our area. His name's Derek Fitzgerald. Uh, he's like I believe his uh, handle on Instagram is uh, Recycled Man. He has been living with a uh, with somebody else's heart for years. Right, is a triathlete like and and so it, so he has done so much with this this heart that has been given to him, and it's, right. he's just an amazing, amazing story. Yeah, so you know it's something to consider mm-hmm. uh, yourself when you're you know renewing your license and stuff like that because that's where you put it. All right, anyhow, that's all the time I have in the hey! time, folks. I cleaned it all out for this week. I'll collect some other stuff and we'll dive back in again. Another time. But in, now uh, we have a guest who's on the line, and he's got a couple of books out. Yes. Uh, which is cool. And uh, he's delved into the world of kids' books. We were just talking about uh, kids' books earlier this morning. But um, uh, we would like to welcome to our program this morning, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tim Tebow. Yeah. Hey, Tim, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? We're good. I, I was just, I'm just jumping into an interesting conversation there, huh? <laughs> yeah, we were. We were, we, I, we do this thing called the junk drawer where I go through a bunch of these uh, stories. If I don't get to them, then we'll never get to them, and they kind of don't have any connection. And that last one happened to be about organ donation. So yeah, we kind of uh, we got a little on the heavy side there as we lead into you, Tim. <laughs> hey, no, it's all good. It was fascinating, you know, and the. the um, the guy living with a, a new heart. I mean, that thing's kind of cool and, you know. Yeah. Um, so, pretty, pretty fascinating. Especially being an elite athlete, and you would know what that's all about and how you have to be in top performing condition at any given time. Besides, and obviously we're going to talk about your books, Mission Possible and uh, Bronco and Friends, but when you were when you were at the, at the peak of, of your athletic career, uh, how how hyper-focused were you on maintaining the physical uh, condition that you needed to be in to keep doing that? Well, last Wednesday. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when, when, when my peak was. But, yeah, it was always so much um, focus, so much training, so much sleep. And I think there's so many things I wish I knew then that I know now. Mm. Of all the things, I was always someone that just would embrace the grind. That I, would, I had a... A quote on my door, um, somewhere he is out there training while I am not, and when we meet, he will win. And I had that since I was about six years old on my door, and I'd wake up in the middle of the night to train. And so, you know, and just embracing the hardships, embracing the grind, embracing those things were things that, that I I feel like I, I really I did, and I, I loved them. But I think there was, there's not just about training hard. I think it's also about training smart, and there's so many things I know now I wish I knew then. Yes. That's the importance of, of sleep and diet and all these other things and so. And so I think that's so important um, that we're learning so much more now than we really ever have before of really how to become, you know, the, the best version of yourself um, as an athlete. And um, and that's something that I think is fascinating. So although I think I worked really hard, I think there are some times I probably could have worked a little bit smarter as well. <laughs> right. So the, the whole idea of, of being an author, so obviously you have books that are for, uh, you know, adults that are, you know, the, the mission possible. But Getting into uh, children's books, if you, and I know this is not the impetus for doing it, but if you hit pay dirt, that is a, that is an incredible, we had Henry Winkler on this show. He's written about 30 some odd books and it's a super popular series and uh, it is an incredibly 
um, lucrative world, a big world, but it's not always easy to get something that clicks. Were all these things in your mind as you were doing these books? Um, no, not really. Actually, probably not, not any of those. Uh, I wrote my first children's book a little over a year ago, and um, it was really just on my heart to to write a message that would be encouraging to children about their worth and their value and about all abilities. So right. those that, um, that have uh, um, physical disabilities, those that have mental disabilities, but still how their worth and their, their, um, uh, their ability or disability, um, that we all have different abilities. And it was just to encourage. And, man, I, I tell you, the, the first day right when it came out, we got so many letters and messages um, instantly of thank you so much, of, you know, Bronco has glasses, I have glasses, or uh-huh. you know, different disabilities that people, would, and it was just, they were so encouraged. And I thought, man, I got to do this again. And so this um, Bronco and Friends Mission Possible is all about doing the right thing and helping those in need around you and encouraging, you know, young children that they can help their friends even uh, in the playground, even, um, you know, uh, when some are getting bullied, e- even, you know, at a young age. And, and we think sometimes as adults, well, they can't understand certain deep principles. And I just think we're so, so wrong with that. I think they understand way more than um, sometimes we give them credit for. And I think they can understand um, kindness and compassion and love and um, and, and, and so many of these things that I think we're still trying to figure out as adults as well. Agreed. Well, Michael, what you do, uh, uh, I mean, uh, Tim, what you do and, and the organization you have resonates so much with people. And one of our, uh, um, you know, good friends, Michael, has a daughter named Emma, and he tweeted out this morning, excited to hear Tim Tebow this morning on President Steve. We're so grateful to his foundation and the night to shine that gives kids like his daughter, Emma, a chance to dress up, shine and dance. So, um, you know, all this stuff is obviously core to what you do. So you have this in the children's book version and Mission Possible. What does that speak to uh, for everyone to learn? Well, first of all, please just tell that family I said hello and thank you for those kind words. And Night to Shine is truly my, my favorite night of the year. It's our worldwide prom for people with special needs that we're fortunate enough to have in all um, 50 states and 40 countries around the world. And hopefully we'll be able to get to every country around the world. But, you know, that's also, you know, part of the inspiration for, for Mission Possible is encouraging people. You know, when you know that you have a mission, you know that you have purpose. And I believe every single person has purpose. And then I wanted to encourage people that it's not daunting. It's not impossible. This isn't a Tom Cruise movie where it's a stunt only a few people in the world can accomplish. No, we all have mission. We all have purpose. We all can make our lives count. It is possible for us to do that by really helping those around us, by loving those around us, by not just looking inward. Because I do feel like we live in a society that says, hey, you need to focus on you. You need to focus on money, fame, and power. You need to focus on status. You need to focus on, on, on awards. You need to focus on praise. And I think you can have all of those things and still be pretty empty. But I think when you focus on helping people, loving people, caring for people, I actually believe that it's the greatest form of fulfillment and joy you'll ever have. And even there's studies that even go to show that. There's a study called the Helper's High that actually when you help other people um, sacrificially, you actually biochemically your body changes in a positive way, not just with emotions, but actually your body changes. And we even talk about another study in this book, Ambition Possible from the University of Miami. Listen, I'm a Gator, but I can still give them credit every now and then. (laughs) They talk about a study where one of the control groups writes down every day one thing they're grateful for, and out of all the different groups, 
This group, at the end of the time, had a biochemical change for the positive because they wrote down one thing they were grateful for and choosing to be grateful. And so when we choose to live a life of care, of gratitude, of love, of service, it actually not only do we have different emotions, but actually biochemical change inside our body. So not only is the right thing to do for other people, not only is it, do I believe it's the right thing to do morally, ethically, spiritually, but I also think it's one of the best things you can do for yourself as well. Sounds that way. Uh, so, Tim, I uh, in the polarizing world of sports, right, yeah. uh, I just don't know how anybody could ever root against you. Uh, mm-hmm. You've always been positive and, uh, and, and uplifting, and, and so, I, I, and I've always appreciated that about you. And, um, you know, so I just... You know, thank you for, you know, what you've done, you know, in the in, in the world and in, in, I guess in how you carry yourself into the world of sports and your teammates around you. And I want to tell you that, like, one of my favorite uh, experiences in watching professional football was your playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. When you guys went into overtime and you hit the I can't remember. It might have been Demarius Thomas. You hit him on a crossing pattern first play in overtime and you beat the Steelers in that playoff game. Like, to me, I was so happy for you and i think it's just because of how positive you've always been as as an athlete and as a i mean a like a a standout athlete and so i just wanted to say congratulations on that one play and 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 thank you for that well thank you so much i appreciate it and um you know and and yes i think trying to be positive is really important i think trying to be impactful is even more and you know i want to be positive but i also want to be impactful of just trying to bring um, some love and compassion and passion and care for people around the world. And I think that's um, something that we all get the chance to do, but I also believe it's a choice that we all get to make. And so that's what Mission Possible is all about, encouraging people um, to step up and make that choice for maybe it's the person at the corner of your street, maybe it's the person in the the other corner of the world, but we all get a chance to, to live that life to choose that, you know, and I think we all have the opportunity. We all have people in our life that we get the chance to make a difference in their life, but we have to choose. Are we willing to go out of our way to do it? Right. Tim, I, I have a question for you. There was so much focus that was done in, in uh, you know, on, on your faith and, and so on, and, and I, I'm not really a faith-based person. I like your message. I like the uh, the positive attitude that you have in reading Mission Possible um, am I going to feel alienated? Is there a lot of faith-based uh, information in this, or do you stick more with the positive message? Yes, sir, that's a great question. Thank you so much for asking, too, by the way. Uh-huh. I really appreciate it. You know, it's something that um, that I'm so passionate about. It's obviously I am um, someone that I, I believe, um, you know, in, in, in Jesus. I believe in God. I believe that um, it's, uh, you know, that, that's the, you know, yeah. um, the truth that I, I believe buy into. But I also think it's so important that um, that we all are willing to have conversation and relationships with not just people that we see eye to eye with, but every single person, because we need to treat every single person, regardless of what we um, necessarily have in common or if we see eye to eye, but with respect and with gratefulness and with value and with um and with decency. So I just appreciate you asking that question. I, I think it's awesome. And yes, in this book, we absolutely talk about faith, but we also talk about the practical. We talk about writing mission statements. We talk about writing non-negotiable rules. We talk about um, 
you know, it, it, um, I encourage people that, yes, I tell people about my faith, but I also encourage them that whatever it is that you believe that you um, hold um, that the, the convictions in your life, to, to also encourage them, write that down as, as your mission statement, as your non-negotiables, and, and to encourage people to take those steps. So we do talk about um, faith in the principle and in the practical, but we also encourage people to be able, you know, wherever you are um, in the journey, you know, to also be able to um, take those steps to Good. encourage, to help, to make Excellent. differences. So um, I think it's something that, yes, you will absolutely um, hear me talk about my faith. Okay. But also I, w- I would say if it's something that is real and true to me, and I truly believe it, um, that, that Jesus is the Savior of the world for people, wouldn't it be the most selfish thing of me to do to not tell other people? Yeah, I think it, it would be the most loving thing to actually tell other people, not in a way to say, that, um, you know, that anybody else is wrong, but to do it lovingly and kindly. Um, lead, lead by example, is, correct? That, I that we get to share with everyone. I right. get it. Excellent. Yeah. All right, Tim, I echo Casey's sentiment. How can anybody root <laughs> against you? I don't know, man. <laughs> Tim, it's the best. Thank you so much. Mission Possible, Bronco and Friends, available timtebow.com or Barnes & Noble. Thank you so much, Tim. Have a great weekend, man. Thank you so much. Right. I really appreciate the time and the fun conversation. You got it. Tim Tebow. Yay! What a positive dude. Yes. Nice. I, I just I, feel how, good talking to him. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know how, um, you know, listen, when, when something good or bad happens on the field, I don't, you know, I understand that. But, like, this dude has always just been, like, nice and positive. And, yeah. You know? I how love can that. you not like that? Yep. Agreed. All right. We need to take a break, and uh, I'm going to give away the last of the uh, Patty's pop-up uh, gift certificate. You're being positive. You're being a force for good by giving that away. We're doing that. Yeah. All yeah. right, so yeah. fifth, we're doing it together. We're doing it. Uh, doing yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a $50 gift card good for a ticket purchase, and you can uh, be calling number uh, 13 at 215-263-WMMR. You can visit pattyspopup.com to reserve your spot for the Patty's pop-up, and it is at the Plymouth Meeting Mall. And while you're there, you can play a round of Charlie D. McDennis, which is a game of games. Yeah. Flipadelphia, pool, foosball, cornhole, darts, and make your own worm hat area. They're hats for worms, by the way. All right, All right. so let's get you on board. Caller 13 215 wmmr We'll be back in just a moment. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's artist is Judah Kim. Judah Kim, your local shots artist of the month. Check him out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. All right, uh, uh, Marissa's gesturing, and I don't understand what she's saying. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that Um, top text correct or not? I we were looking at two different texts. Okay, oh. so somebody said inhaler's uh, singer is Bono's son. I will look uh, that up. The band was Absolutely. in town. Bono's son band. But Pierre was just talking about just talking the other yeah, band. Yeah, that's yeah. the connection. He said, he said they were great. You were there, Marissa, for the show, weren't you? Yeah, totally. Okay, so it was inhaler. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm looking it Wait up. Wait a minute. You went to the show and you didn't know no, the I, name of the band? Steve was kidding. I was not at the I thought you were. I was not at the show. Who did Pierre say he went with? Oh, oh. did he go with Sarah? 
Sarah. Yes. Sarah. Okay. Sarah. Sarah. Okay. I was, I was, like, I was confused. You I too. was like, I went with him to the Killers. Did somebody open up for the Killers? I don't think so. Uh, vocalist is yeah. Elijah Houston. There you go. Yes, he was wow. talking about. He said the entire place was packed, <laughs> yeah. and they all knew the songs, and they were all jumping up and down, yeah. singing along. Okay. Well, cool. I'm on board. Uh, I, I, like, I like that. I like that tune. Very good. All and right. While we're talking about concerts, uh, Froggy is playing the First Unitarian Church tomorrow. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, tomorrow oh, night. Nice. Ooh. Excellent. Love it. All while right. Well, let's. Sorry? What? Not, nothing. I said, while you're in the city tomorrow for the pops, you should go after. Okay. We're going to do the Bizarre File now. now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. <laughs> Brought to you by Monster Mania. You can meet the biggest names in horror at Monster Mania Con 49 this week in a Cherry Hill Hotel with Ernie Hudson, Michael C. Hall, and more. Monster Mania Dot net. Where will we go now? Let's uh, start with this one. A man who tried to slither past U.S. border agents in California had 52 lizards and snakes hidden in his clothing. And I saw pictures of this. They were like in little bags, and he had them all around his body. That's how I smuggle spaghetti in, Preston. Uh, the man was driving a truck when he arrived at the San Isidro border crossing with Mexico and was uh, pulled out for additional inspection. They found 52 live reptiles tied, tied up in small bags, which were concealed in the man's jacket, pants, pockets, and groin area. So they do this fairly consistently because I, and I was amazed to find out, they're worth a lot of money. Yes. And we've heard of people doing it with birds, too. Yes. They'll, like, bind them up uh, to where they can put them in a small it's bag or something like that. And hide super them on their cruel, person. too, because a percentage of them are guaranteed to die. Nine snakes and 43 horned lizards were seized. Uh, some of the species are considered endangered, authorities said. The man, uh, a 30 US, uh, U.S. citizen, 30-year-old U.S. citizen, was arrested. Nine of them. Oh, nine. Yes. Nine. No, sorry, don't nine worry about it. Times. Nine times. Nine. Nine times. Uh, former... Six gerbils, two cats, a hamster, and a rabbit. <laughs> former Wahoo police chief, Bruce Farrell, abruptly... De- <laughs> That's the siren on yeah. the uh, on the cop car. Uh, resigned in November after he was caught having sex with a Wahoo resident. Wow! Uh, the way he was caught, according to the sources, his body cam was Uh-oh. recording it during the process. <laughs> That's wild. So he had to have been on duty. Uh, it's like a, like like Cloverfield meets porn. Uh, now, Farrell, who became Wahoo's police chief after retiring from the Omaha Police Department, is under investigation. Asked a series of questions Friday, including why he resigned and whether he attempted to have the body camera footage deleted. Farrell said, I'm not... You're going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He said, I'm not going to (laughs) comment. He gave the same response when asked if he had an attorney. Uh, Farrell abruptly resigned on November 11th without giving notice uh, and said that it was just time. Nothing nefarious, no smoke, no mirrors, nothing at all. But it turns out there was a mirror of sorts. The body cam footage had showed Farrell partially clothed in his Wahoo police uniform, having sex with a woman who had called police about an estranged boyfriend. Oh, my God. Were they able to identify her by the top of her head? Uh, The patrol investigation is looking into whether the woman consented to the sexual activity or felt that she had the choice of whether she could consent. Now, that's bad. One of the sources said the woman has suggested that the sex was consensual. So, but no, we'll that's to, good. We'll have to wait and, and find out. Uh, so, by the way, other states have laws uh, that will make it illegal for an officer to have sex with a person while on duty, regardless of consent. 
Uh, the closest thing that Nebraska has to such law is a statute that makes it a felony for a jailer or prison guard to have sex with an inmate. So they're not sure if what he did is technically illegal or not. They're I mean, looking he's into not, that. But he's not working. Like, he, you know what I mean? Right. Could he you should just be on the job. That way? Yeah. He should be on the job instead of getting a job. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yes. Well put, sir. Uh, a woman in the U.K. was shocked when a package was pushed through her door's mail slot. She opened it, and a dead bat was inside of it. Faye Hancock said Consider that, that, a uh, that she has <laughs> video of the incident that shows a woman casually walking up and pushing the package through <laughs> on Monday. And she later found out that there was a normal explanation for the bat. She said there is a bat lady that lives nearby who takes in bats in poor health. Tell and, me, do you like succulents? And she, you will. She like said, a bat lady. She said she was posting it through to see why it had died, and she gave, she put it to the wrong house. Oh, okay. Uh, so I guess there's a veterinarian nearby or something like that. Autopsies by mail? Yeah, something like that. Uh, but uh, she had done it, and she said she was mortified afterwards. All right, I saw a picture of this thing. A restored version of the world's longest car broke its own Guinness World Record when it was officially measured at 100 feet, uh-huh. 1.5 inches long. One. Hundred feet. Yeah, the Guinness World Record said that the super limousine known as the American Dream was originally built in 1986 by car customizer Jay Orberg and measured at 60 feet long. Orberg later extended the vehicle to 100 feet long, capturing the Guinness World Record for the longest car. The vehicle made numerous appearances in the film in film before eventually ending up in a New Jersey warehouse where it sat for several years. Michael Manning, owner of the Auto Museum or the AutoZium Technical Teaching Museum. Uh, decided to take on the monumental task of restoring it, which had rusted during its time in storage uh, to the point where many of its components were unsalvageable. Manning said that his plans were interrupted by budget issues and he was left searching for a new home for the car. We're looking at video of it. It's ridiculous. There there can be no road where that no. would. Uh, this is not a legal vehicle. You can't make a turn no. Anywhere. Oh. anywhere. It's huge. Uh, so, uh, Manning ended up listing the car on eBay. It was purchased in 2019 by Michael Deezer, uh, owner of the Deezerland Park Car Museum. And Dee's Nuts, the legume shop. (laughs) (laughs) The car was shipped down to Orlando, and Manning came with it to participate in the restoration. The uh, Restored American Dream features a helipad, a swimming pool, a hot tub, a putting green, and a large waterbed as well. So, so. You, you hire this as a gimmick, say, at, at an event, but yes. you're still kind of cramped in a limo. Well, yeah. and how do you even I, get it to yeah. where you want it to be? So I, I, I don't know. Yeah, um, that, that's true. You go to it. Yep. It's a waste. All right, one last story. A uh, Two women have been convicted for committing $1.2 million in food stamp fraud. An investigation revealed that Ana Rioja and Maria Consuelos de Ureno and other co-conspirators were exchanging SNAP benefits for cash. Now, the mm-hmm. SNAP benefits... Uh, were then used by Ureno and other co-conspirators at Sam's Wholesale Club. And officials say they completed 715 fraudulent transactions. And the purchase, Ureno's purchase of food totaled to about 49.1 tons of American cheese slices, oh, 22.3 tons of pinto beans, 1.6 tons of Folgers coffee, 1.4 tons of instant mashed potatoes, and over 50,000 or over 5,000 gallons of mayonnaise. 
And what they what would do? What could you make with those ingredients? Well, they could they they had they would sell it to a partner and transport it to Mexico. And so they made the money off of okay. it that way. So officials said that the $1.2 million in fraudulent... They're trans- making a 100-foot burrito. Uh, transactions took place between September and, of 2014 and August 2019. And they're facing several years in yes. prison for that because that's a whole lot. And that is all I have in the Bizarre File for you. Let's take a break. When we return, we'll see if you paid attention. Well, it's a lesson question about the trash and the music news. Stay down. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WNMMR, some uh, red hot chili peppers. <laughs> yeah, I almost said, I said WNNR. <laughs> and then I also said, what did I say? Price and resuscitation may, may vary. vary. <laughs> and the last good live commercial I did, man. Whatever. Bardor. I, I need my Freddy Bardor. <laughs> <laughs> Preston has got to go. All right. Resuscitation. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Santa's got to go. The <laughs> and restrictions may vary. I don't know. All right, anyway. Uh, hey, can I just say something really quick? Please. Uh, I don't know how, but I somehow missed a traffic sponsor, so I just wanted to let you know. At Whole Foods, you can get 25% off 7th generation select cleaning products and laundry detergent through March 15th, plus an extra 10% off for Prime members while supplies last and restrictions apply. Mm. Ah, very good. Well done. Hey, can I do a couple of uh, shout-outs real Yay. quick? Uh, this one says, hey, morning it. I was hoping to get a shout-out for my dad's 50th birthday. He's been listening to you guys since the late 2000s, early 2010s. And you guys have been a household name basically all my life. I'm 21 years old. And I used to always ask to listen to you guys when I was a kid. We're from Indiana. Wow. And he started to listen to you guys when he moved to Michigan for work. (laughs) Uh, So you guys have my thanks for keeping my dad company all those years back. I think maybe he originally came here, moved to Michigan uh, it says he started listening to you guys when he moved to Michigan. Well, maybe I don't know. Uh, it's I mean, a mystery, whatever. but he's turning fifty. Yeah. So she's, he says that this is from uh, Brooklyn Spears, who says thanks for being awesome people and for being a constant present in my family's life. Hope you all have a great day. So here's a chart for Brooklyn's dad because Brooklyn didn't give me the name of Brooklyn's dad. Oh, uh, well, you know, da- Brooklyn's dad knows who Wait, Brooklyn is. Father of yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, here's another one that says, uh, hey, I'm writing to request a big, fat, classy shard out for my daughter, Danielle, who just got engaged to her now fiancé, Xander. And the two are wonderful people, and I wish them all the happiness in the world. Uh, thank you, guys. You all rock. Stay cool. And that is from Peggy Libertascioli. Libertascioli. Oh, there you go. Libertascioli. Mesitations. <laughs> here's a shard out for you. Yeah. All right. So there you go. All right, I wanted to make sure that I get those. Let me see. This one's coming up still. Now, let me let me do this last one. All right. I'd like to require a shout-out uh, to wish my big brother Joe the best birthday possible as he celebrates his 59th birthday on April 12th. So that's tomorrow. Oh, it's April. What? Oh. It's not tomorrow. A whole month early. That's too far do in advance, now. man. Wait, yeah, you know what? Yeah. yeah. April 12th. Exactly. Uh, whenever you can get to it, it would be great, but he deserves this as he is a hardworking postal employee who 
uh, much like others since pandemic started and has been working six days a week, sometimes 10 to 12 hours a day. And what gets him through those long, stressful days is being able to listen to MMR, especially the Preston and Steve podcast, which he listens to religiously, start to finish every day. He's not only a great brother, but one of the best uncles out there. And we would love for him to take a well-deserved vacation so he can chill with a beer and relax. But till then, this would be a great way for us to wish him the best birthday ever. That is from Trisha Burke. So cheers from his sister, Trisha, and nieces, Caitlin and Aaron. So here you go. Shout out to yet another unnamed relative. <laughs> so you make sure you include their name if you don't mind. Yeah, you're going through the whole trouble. Yeah, hey, yeah. what was it? Did we, is it Mornling that we came up with earlier? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. that was another word I said. <laughs> mornling. That's the early morning. An early morning. The mornling. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can I do a quick shout-out? Yeah, sure. Uh, I have to say hi to Jim and Jimmy, who are contractors. They are uh, working on my old neighbor's house nearby here in Marion. Okay. And she texted me the other day. She's like, your voice is blasting in my basement right uh-huh. now. Like, they're listening to the show. That's great. And she told them that she used to live next to me, and she looked at the dog, and she's like, oh! they were like, is that the annoying dog that Marissa talked about on the air? But it was. He, no. They actually moved, and the annoying dog still lives next door. Um, but so, thanks. Hi, okay, Jim go. and Jimmy. Shard for you guys. All right, lesson question time. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Joe DeRosa. We just spoke to him this morning. Uh, so, it's tonight is when the show is at Punchline. And the question that I have to ask you is this. Uh, who does Steve have a tattoo of on his nutsack? Oh, yeah. 215. <laughs> Two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know this. All right. So, uh, who does tattoo? Who does Steve have a tattoo of on his nutsack? Two one five two six three WMMR. We were talking about that in the seven o'clock hour. So, if you've been hanging around that long, we would like to know if you know the answer. Give us a call right now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it is brought to you by New Look Home Design. If they are offering 0% financing for qualified applicants, you can schedule your free virtual or in-person same-day roofing estimate. Visit NULookHomeDesign.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, the Academy Award Committee continuing to pull back on COVID restrictions for the live broadcast, saying they're no longer going to require a five-day quarantine for attendees coming in from outside the country. They are, however, holding fast on their rule that no one will be allowed in if they recently shared finger food with Charlie Sheen. (laughs) Hey! He is playing Elvis Presley in the highly anticipated new biopic from Baz Luhrmann. And now Austin Butler is set to join the cast of Dune Part 2. Producers say Butler's a natural for his role, considering he will live on a planet where large worms crap fried nanner sandwiches. Oh, my God. <laughs> and finally, Flipper Flop, starring Tariq El Moussa and his ex-wife and model Christina Hock, is coming to an end on HGTV after a historic 10-year run. HGTV issued a statement saying Flipper Flop proved audiences are interested in watching a real estate show as long as they can rub one out. Oh, <laughs> <That's your Hollywood. laughs> Alright, we will see if someone out there knows the answer to this question. Uh, who is uh, does, who does Steve have a tattoo of on his nutsack? And we're going to go to Kevin, see if we can get this right. Hey, Kevin, good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Great, buddy. Alright, who's the tattoo of? It's uh, Smurfette. Smurfette. Correct, Kevin. Hang on, and you're going to go see our buddy Joe DeRosa tonight. He is at Punchline Philly. Tickets are on sale now for the shows with Joe DeRosa, and that's today and tomorrow, punchlinephilly.com, to get tickets and information. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. 
Brought to you this morning by New Look Home Design, offering 0% financing for qualified applicants. Uh, you can schedule your free virtual or in-person same-day roofing estimate. Visit nulookhomedesign.com. Ozzy Osbourne, Sharon, and Kelly Osbourne are all set to appear in Youngblood's new video for The Funeral. Youngblood shared behind-the-scenes footage from the video where he was posing with Ozzy and Sharon. He captioned the pic, bringing some mates to my funeral. Youngblood had announced the new single last Saturday in a handwritten message which read, To whom this may concern, for those I let down, I'm sorry. For those who let me down, F you, but I forgive you. And you're cordially and graciously invited to my funeral. So that's the song, My Funeral. But they're going to get on board. Gene Simmons. Equated bands continuing to play Russia with artists who accepted gigs in apartheid-era South South Africa. TMZ caught up with the KISS co-founder who made it clear, in light of what's happening across the globe, uh, that Russia is not the place to be performing. He said, the problem is, if a Western band plays Russia, it gives credence. A political win for Putin's outright lies. I would recommend nobody goes there. Just shut it down. Stop drinking Russian vodka. Just stop it. Go home, Ruski. He went on to explain that honoring gigs in Russia or accepting new bookings there will only damage in the long run. He said uh, they're going to do. They're going to get a lot of pushback from their own fans. I mean, uh, we were faced with the similar problem in Botswana in the days of apartheid when we were offered millions of dollars. And we said, no, we can't go there because if a Western man goes there, you're saying that it's okay for apartheid and, of course, all the racism and the lack of justice. We said Botswana, no. So instead of Botswana. Botswana, no. And they got it and they chuckled. He said, so we said no. Uh, And there were some bands that went and, you know, they paid the price. Their fans turned on them. Uh, So Gene offering his two cents. Um, Absolutely. You've got to take a stand, Preston. And then finally, a Tampa heavy metal musician and artist will soon see a toilet he sculpted to look like Metallica drummer Lars Ulrich displayed for thousands of visitors at the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Denmark. No, I want to go there. I saw this thing. It's horrible looking, man. (laughs) Yes. Does it look anything like him? It does. Yeah. Sort of, but... You're essentially sitting in his lap oh. and taking a dump. Oh, that's so dumb. Is uh, it like like an H.R. Giger kind of aliens thing? I don't thing? know who H.R. Giger is. He did is. the aliens design, the sort of no, no. flesh morphed with machinery. Oh, no, 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 no. It, it's, a, it's a bad mannequin of Lars, oh. and you're essentially that? sitting on his crotch and taking a dump. <laughs> so this week, the artist known as Prince Midnight donated the toilet to Ripley Entertainment, headquartered in Orlando. A spokesperson said the toilet is now Ripley's warehouse in Central Florida and will soon be shipping to Ripley's auditorium in Copenhagen to go on permanent display. There are a couple of Ripley's museums, aren't there? Yeah, they're, they're yeah. around the world. So the toilet works, uh, it, or the toilet does actually work. Last year, enjoyed a brief installment in the restroom of Brass Mug, a Tampa bar and music venue, Ripley's operates dozens of museums around the world and is known for a vast collection of oddities and memorabilia. In 2016, the company paid $4.8 million for the glittery dress worn by Marilyn Monroe when she serrated, serenaded President John F. Kennedy. Uh, Midnight became known to Ripley's after he had approached the company with a guitar that he claimed to have fashioned from his uncle's skeleton. Uh, the company ultimately did not pursue that piece, uh, but felt that the toilet shaped like a Danish rock star would work well in Copenhagen. Is this a functioning toilet? Yes, it works. 
It has a, so the, Lars's body must be the tank. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess that's how yeah. it works. So it's terrifying looking, but they it is. It and uh, if, you're, if you're in Copenhagen, then stop by there and check <laughs> it out. All right, and that is what I have in music news for you. Let's take a break. When we get back, we're giving away that Word of the Week prize. Yay! Is it going to be yours? Let's find out when we return. Stay there. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're about ready to wrap our program and head into a wonderful weekend. I would like to thank our guest this morning, Mr. Joe DeRosa. Yeah. Local guy, friend of the show, and he is performing at Punchline tonight and tomorrow night. And he's excited to be in town. So stop by and see Joe if you get a chance. And also uh, Blake Wexler, yes. our former intern here, yeah. is performing there with some other Philly uh, comics. which is Solid really cool. Bill. Uh, I want to thank uh, Patty's Pub for being here yeah. this morning. Inside the Plymouth Meeting Mall right now through March 19th. So if you love It's Always Sunny, this is the place to go to. And you get tickets and information at pattyspopup.com. So it's cool to have them by. And a great conversation with Tim Tebow. Yeah. What a nice guy. Very nice. What a positive guy. And Trying he's to got, do good in this world. That's what he's doing. And he's got a, a, a book out uh, uh, for... Um, uh, mature uh, people and uh, for kids. I want to say adults. Cause it sounds like a porn book. It's not an adult yeah. book, yeah. you know what it's I mean? It's a graphic so. German sex book. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, changed, he's switching gears. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim Tebow. But it was great having him on this morning. It was excellent. Uh, Pierre's here. How do do you do today, Sal? Oh, it's lovely. It yeah. is, right? There is no sad in this bro. Oh, yes, excellent. Yeah. I absolutely love it. So listen, before we get to the letter day, well, you, we should probably do that first. Yes. Okay. And then I want to ask you about something. So uh, let's Let's do that. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter Y as in Yonkers. All right. And we will, I love that word, Yonkers. We'll take caller number eight and we will see if you know what the word of the week is. 215-263-WMMR. Earlier this morning... Uh, in the junk drawer, we were talking about the fact that uh, Volkswagen is coming out with an electric version of the Volkswagen bus, the minibus, microbus, whatever you wanted to call it. Have you seen it? I ha- I've been seeing it for a couple of years. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I've been seeing the uh, the mock-ups of it for a couple of years, and I absolutely want one. Oh, really? Yeah, I absolutely Excellent. want one. Um, uh, it's... Um, Really, really cool. Um, Jackie Bam Bam yesterday sent me a picture of a an old Volkswagen van 
of this style, but the original that had been made into a pontoon boat. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's great. People do wild things with it. Yeah. You were talking about that long car. They make limousines out of them. They make refrigerators out of them. But <laughs> but this new addition, it's made somewhat like when they reintroduced the Beetle. Uh, they made it look, you know, uh, reminiscent, you know, like the Mustangs. These reintroduction of these classic vehicles as new cars today yep. uh, with all the new car features. But this one, being electric, takes the... The hippie good karma vibe to yet another level. Yeah. Uh, and I completely want one. And the fact that you can't get one for another two years, <laughs> it seems insane to me. Yeah. So, but at least these aren't like mock-ups anymore. Right. This is, they're going to do it. It's right. going to happen for sure. And, and I don't know how, maybe fairly in short order, you might be able to go ahead and order one and just get yourself ready for it. I want it. Minerva 3. That's <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to hear that. Uh, okay. I, the second I saw it, I go... Another Minerva. Uh-huh. <laughs> it will celebrate your 42nd year at WMMR with Minerva number three. Well, Minerva number two is still with us, but it's across the street in the in the parking garage and is not in the best of health. They changed engines in it. They put a Chevy engine in it, and then the last time I drove it, it was it was freakishly driving wildly. I, I mean, it would get away from you and veer into other lanes. Oh, my God. And then um, they... they uh, <laughs> and then there was this toxic, noxious smell of gasoline. <laughs> so if I had lit an incense stick, that would be... There'd be no 40th. There wouldn't have been even a 38th at that point. Um, uh, so it... Uh, <laughs> boom. Wow. Um, so Minerva number two, who beautifully restored and looks beautiful, but is slightly dysfunctional, is still with us. People do ask. She's just um, in the garage. Yeah. All right. Well, a new electric version. Not quite in the budget just pretty yet. Pretty damn awesome. <laughs> Casey had a really cool idea for it once to turn it into like a mini concert venue. Yeah. And have artists like play in it in the parking lot. Well, we, yeah, no, I like that. We had. Uh, one little promotion, and I was going to do this during the fall, where I'll take you to work. And for like a month or two, and we did one of them, where he picked up a guy. I went and picked up a guy in the suburbs, and I think I called into you guys during it, and I drove him to work. He was a teacher in South Philly. And by the time we dropped him off, we stopped at the art museum and ran up the steps. And it was great fun. Um, but we had too many people in the car. And then the tires were rubbing against the wheel wells. And then the <laughs> door got good. stuck open. And uh, we had to have a toad. <laughs> <laughs> we got him to school. And that yeah. was as far as we made it. Oh, that's right. hilarious. That may have been Minerva's last run. All right. Well, so. maybe Minerva 3 will have better luck when that happens. We shall see. All right. We'll go to the phone, see if we can get an answer. We're looking for the word of the week. It's Johnny who wants to take a shot at this. Hey, Johnny, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Good. Johnny, what's our word of the week? Um, Sammy. Yes! Yeah! Yeah! Sammy is correct. Johnny, you got yourself a four-pack of pit tickets for the MMRBQ and four concert T-shirts, my man. Oh, man, this is the first time I ever got through. Awesome. Oh, so many years. You got a good one, Johnny. Hang on the line. We'll get your information, and we'll set you up. Don't forget the MMRBQ Saturday, May 21st, Waterfront Music Pavilion. Tickets start at $25 for the long. The concert T-shirt pre-sale is happening now in the MMR Rock Shop. And starting just $20, you can, uh, they're available in both men's and ladies' cuts and complete details at WMMR.com, by the way. Uh, what you got on today's fine Friday program, ma'am? By the way, Sammy Hagar is in uh, Atlantic ah. City tonight, too, yeah. uh, playing at the casino. Um, 
They have casinos out there? He's playing at the casino. There's a casino at in Atlantic casino. City, and yeah. he's playing there. Okay. Uh, so keep that in mind, it's next Sammy. to the hotel. Yeah. I think it was a showboat. It's at the hotel. Okay. Uh, I heard, uh, he, but he's at the casino. Okay. And uh, so if you head down there, uh, you'll see him. Uh, we'll have tickets for the Orange Loop Rock Festival. Speaking of shows, we've got Bush and Allison Chains in a workforce block, uh, and they will be coming. That show just went on sale. Jackson's also got tickets for that later this afternoon. Uh, Leonard Skinner just went on sale for their return. We've got uh, a block of that to play. And, of course, it is 311, and so a block of 311 for 311 Day. I did not mention that one time today. I completely forgot that it is 311 Day. I had no idea. Wow. That's right. why you got somebody sharp like me to right, help man. you. Uh-huh. Yes, sharp as a tack. Sharp as a button. All right, I want to thank our sponsors, <laughs> President Steve Show, brought to you today by Dunkin', the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Also brought to you by Acme, free flu shot or COVID-19 booster at their pharmacy. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. And Trinity Rehab, they can help you get rid of your pain. No prescription needed. Trinity-Rehab.com. Caesars. Caesars, Caesars is where they're going to be performing. All right, thank Hail you, Casey, Caesar. for looking that up. That's where Sammy Hagar will be. Yeah. Uh, next week on our program, Murr, James Murray of yeah. uh, Impractical Jokers will be joining us. Uh, Wendell Pierce will be on. Comedian cool. Donnell Rawlings. Uh, JJ, Jim Jackson will be checking in. And I'm sure we'll add a few things to that roster. Uh, we want you to have a great weekend. Rage on, my friend, and we shall see you on Monday. Bye-bye. <laughs> WMMR. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat 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 bat